Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev. With me as ever, I have Steve. Hello everyone. And we have the return of Poochie. John is with us again. Hello. Um, AD's off again this week. Um, he is coming back though. In fact, Steve, yes. I meant to tell you this before we recorded, but I do like to throw stuff at <laughs> not you. not coming back. <laughs> no, Twitter, get on it now. I want to hear all the reasons people have suggested about where in the world is AD. We didn't solicit this. It just sort of happened this afternoon. A hashtag has emerged. Where in the world is AD? And we must have had, what, 20 of these come through? Yeah, there were so many suggestions. I mean, I kept telling... I resorted to telling people he was in Minecraft rehab, and that was the thing I was going to go with every week, every time someone asked. But um, I was I was trying to retweet as many of them as I was noticing. So my phone has been going nuts all afternoon, um, but I'm just scanning through some of the ones we've got here now. Um, I can't even see what time yeah, it all kicked say. off. Bloody <laughs> hell! Um, where are we? Where are we? We're such a professional podcast, don't we? It's awesome. You could stuff. have mentioned this before you started. I know. Well, I only just thought of it. Um, well, no, I was thinking about it all afternoon, and it just hit me again now. Right. So it was it was Simon Lee who suggested it. Rather than the Q and A, let's have a where in the world is AD section. You're a swine, sir, because this has kicked off massively. Um, so we've had David Tripney has come and said um, he's hanging from the rafters in his Minecraft house. <laughs> a little bit morbid. <laughs> little, little bit. Um, Ashley Fuller, looking forward to the new Pixar movie Finding AD with Jimmy Nail as AD, apparently. We're asked uh, by David Tripney again, did AD do an Andy Gray? Which one has he approached suggestively? <laughs> Adam McKenzie thinks he's down a hole looking for diamonds. Um, and Rob Boyer has said um, he's in Greece sorting the financial mess. He's also trying to find a mint condition Higgs boson. <laughs> um, Paul Terry has said um, AD's driving his DeLorean around the M60 at 88 miles per hour, waiting to be hit by lightning to get back to 1985 where he belongs. <laughs> Lee McElwain said <laughs> he's on a mega bus sweating somewhere on the M6. I don't know if you saw that on the news this morning. Odd Gamer, currently fighting crime as Retro Man, defender of classic gaming and gamers. Onlookers say the spandex is a bit much. <laughs> Um, David Tripney just again wants to get it wants to get it trending. Yeah, well, you did suggest about eight hundred of them. I think we probably got there. Um, Odd Gamer again is he's doing sums to bring the country back on track, um, and also possibly playing Doom for real. <laughs> I kind of thought at a PlayStation or something. I don't really get what that means. Um, a lot of people wanted him to be on a murder spree. A lot of people even wanted him to be killing himself or killing other people. So many people said he was doing that. Gunk190 says, AD is watching over us all. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Again, the kink is dead. Um, oh, I thought I didn't realise it said watching. I thought it was something else. <laughs> I had a lot of people tell me off for badgering him too much and I thought if anything I'm the one who gets the fucking stick on this podcast <laughs> I can't think of a single time I've badgered I've, I think at times I've wound him up I've not abused the man no the man, the man just constantly abuses me um, so yeah I think that was it if we've missed anyone out I do apologise um, it's Steve's fault for not being properly prepared for the show um, but yeah it just amused me that with no no request nothing from us like 20 of you have just been mental this is the kind of people who we have listening to our show, Steve. It, it's um, good. It's funny. Oh, it worries Actually, me a little well, bit. Yeah, all the suicide ones are a bit worrying, but um, it, it made me chuckle on a very boring day. Yeah. Um, in truth, no one knows where AD is. He's that kind of guy. Um, I'm sure he'll show his face again at some point in the near future. I'm hoping I can twist his arm and get him back on for next week. Um, if not, we'll just keep badgering Poochie. Since uh, he has gone missing, though, have you noticed the... Uh, 
mysterious superhero has appeared um, in a mask running around fighting crime in the Manchester area. It, it's a bit mysterious. Aidy's a mysterious man, though, isn't he? Might not be him, though. Probably is him. Yeah. But although... He doesn't live in Manchester, remember? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. But we all know he does. Um, coming up on this week's show, let's have a scan through. Um, Steve's probably playing the same games he usually plays. Um, John has got more games than I've ever seen anyone list, even more than AD, And I've barely played anything, so it's just as well. Um, there's very little on AD shopping list this week. We've got bits and pieces of news from Sony, Nintendo, and a few other bits and pieces as well. And a wonderful looking Q&A again. Um, keep your Q&A questions coming in. Tweet at us at MGUK Podcast. Keep your Q&As coming in. We are going to work through them all. Um, we're getting towards the end of our initial backlog as well now, so keep them coming at us, and we'll uh, we'll endeavour to get through them all. And um, mm. should we get on with the show? Let's do it. So, Sheepdog, what have you been playing this week, then? Um, well, this week I'm going to start with Civilization, which I know I touched on last week a little bit. But um, I got massively addicted to this. I went home and I played it to death. I'd like to clarify just how addicted the man has been to Civilization, because me and Anna were playing Gears of War online with him the other night. And um, he was playing Civilization at the same time as playing Gears of War. Mm. Every time he would die in Gears of War, he'd be telling us about... Um, who was it, Gandhi or someone who you were oh, at war what with? What a prick! What a knob he is! <laughs> but, um, yeah, Gandhi, Napoleon and Alexander the Greek fella. Bunch of wankers! Always <laughs> I like the way you refer to Alexander the Great as Alexander the Greek fella. That would be brilliant if that was how he was known in history. <laughs> um, but who are you, Squidly Diddly? How have you managed to do that? You've got eight arms. You guys don't know who Squidly Diddly is, do you? <laughs> we don't. Fuck me. <laughs> out of nowhere. He was, a ca- he was a cartoon octopus. Obviously. <laughs> I assumed that. Um, I'm going to need to smoke again. You... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, now, what I do is I sit there, Xbox controller in hand, feet over the back of the sofa in my computer chair. I, TV's facing my computer already. But the Why are your feet over the back of the sofa? It's just comfortable, isn't it? How? just was. And um, yeah, every time I died or I had a second, I just hit continue, which is then, quite regular for Steve. Yeah. And um, I I played a lot of Mass Effect through that as well, just playing Mass Effect whilst doing that. But um, your wife's a lucky lady. Well, she's been in bed at this point. <laughs> oh, okay. I just made, I was, <laughs> this is happening while she's just well, beaving around the house. Can fair, I watch the telly? No, I'm playing two games at once. <laughs> to be fair, when when she's watching the tennis or the Euros, I was just playing Civilization on my own. It was, when, it was only when she went upstairs I would put the Xbox on <laughs> and carry on playing my game. Anyway, um, as that implies, I was loving it. Absolutely brilliant game. Really enjoying it. Really addicted. Um I wasn't really, I wasn't being very offensive on it. I was kind of building up my research and just trying to break even financially and build up organically and be good and everything. And I was watching as all the civilizations around me went bankrupt and I'd end up selling them goods and stuff. I'd be thinking, I've got you all by the balls here, you bunch of bastards. And um, it just got to a point where I was chatting to you uh, whilst playing Gears and I said, oh, Gandhi and Napoleon have been a right pair of wankers at the moment. And uh, you just went, wipe them out then. And I thought, I suppose I could. Um, but the game kept telling me, it keeps saying to me, oh, they've got a better army than you, watch out. You know, They could wipe you off the planet if they wanted to. So I kept kind of appeasing them and sending them money and stuff. And suddenly I just thought, right, I've had enough of you, Gandhi. <laughs> I just rolled in. And it took me about 15 minutes to wipe him off the map. 
And I just thought, all oh, this time I've been putting up with that bald twat giving me grief. And uh, he was gone like that. So um, I turned on Napoleon and I thought, all right, that's it now. I'm having everyone. This is it. I'm taking over the world. Game over. And um, I took out Napoleon. He went. He, he was on the verge of going down. I was at his his capital. And then the game fucking ended. He said, you've been <laughs> defeated. And I thought, well, I've been defeated because I've suddenly gone from having three towns to having like nine and everything's going swimmingly they're all breaking even my arm is huge it turned out i'd reached like the 500th move and i didn't realize because when i set it up on the options it said end at maximum amount of moves and i made sure that was set to no but it turns out it just does anyway and i tried to click no give me one more go and things like that but no japan won because they owned the most towns i'd been letting them grow alongside me thinking it's always a good tactic well, because um, I was in between Japan and uh, Greece, and I was thinking, well, it'll get to the point where me and Japan, because Greece and Japan were already at war, and they were using my land to fight on. And I was thinking, any minute now, I'm going to take out Napoleon, turn on Greece, wipe them out whilst they're taking out Japan, and then I'll just turn on Japan whilst I've got the whole of Greece, and, you know, I'll, I'll be epic. But no, Japan won by default in the end, and I didn't get to get to the space age and see my uh, flying stuff, which you had warned me I'd be disappointed about. Mm, I'm uh, still not going to tell you why it's disappointing, but I think what you've got in your head for winning by the space race, it ain't that good. No, it is just building uh, NASA, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then researching. To the... Yeah, no, what I wanted was the um, I wanted the aircraft because I assumed they'd be able to move further than a horse and things what, like that. Didn't you even get planes and stuff then? No, I was basically uh, industrial era. Bloody hell. It was weird because... War gets much better once you've got tanks and planes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, one, one empire had built NASA, but, <laughs> but just sat in the corner on their own, just making packs of anyone who offered them and being really nice to everyone. And they just had everything, but they didn't do anything with it. They just sat in the bottom left corner. I had like a huge map. Mm. I mean, it was a brilliant game. I just wish I'd known that it was going to die on me at 500 moves, and I might have started my war efforts at move 100. I was absolutely gutted when it hit and ended because I'd been playing for three days solid. I was basically asleep, wake up, play the game, go to bed, wake up, play the game, go to bed. And it just ended like that. And I just thought, what an anti-climax. <laughs> it's just a waste of time. Um, I was a bit disappointed. I'm going to go on to Mass Effect 3 because I've been playing that. And I was a bit disappointed that I'd spent so much time playing Civilization while playing Mass Effect. So I was missing com- some of the dramatic parts of it. I was kind of sitting there playing two games, missing half the conversation. And I kept. I started to worry that I was making mistakes. I don't think I was, because I've looked up online whether things whether I could have avoided certain things that were happening in it, and I couldn't have. So it's not as bad as I thought it was. But um, I'm getting a bit annoyed with it, because in the other two games, if you were walking around, and you could be the other side of a room, and, it, and you'd look at something, and it would say, oh, there's a thing here you can pick up, or oh... You know, or you could press the button and it would say, "I'll oh, go through this door, then go through." You know, and every time you pressed it, it would tell you the exact next thing you need to do. But in Mass Effect Three, you press the button to say, "Where am I supposed to be going?" And it will say, "Get to the control panel," and it will just have this box on a wall. But you'll be in a room where there are no doors that way. The doors the opposite way, and it's it's telling you the final destination of a massively long twenty-minute level, and um, it's driving me mad because I, I was in a ship the other day on it and. It said to me, get to the control center, and I'm thinking, I, I can't physically see the way I'm supposed to be walking. It's dark, 
and there is no obvious way. They're saying, I'll go up there. And I'm thinking, well, there's no obvious way to get up there. And I stood there for 15 minutes wandering around in circles trying to find a way. It might be really obvious for a normal person. I don't know. I think it probably is because I never had this problem in Mass Effect 3. It's driving me mental because it just doesn't tell me the next... I mean, it's not always that bad. That was a particularly annoying one that made me think, right, I'm going to moan about that. But um, it's just little bits like that. that It's like they've taken out the missions that you do. Like, um, again, in Mass Effect 1 and 2, you'd... Someone might say to you, oh, I need this item so that I can do a bit of research and it's going to be really helpful. Can you get it for me? And you go, yeah, all right. And then it tells you the force. It will tell you each step of that mission. So it will say, oh, you've spoken to him. Go to this planet and get it. Now it will say, go back to that person and give it back to him. On this one, it just says, so-and-so wants this artifact. And it doesn't tell you when you've got it. So mm. when you're playing a massive game, I, don't, I, I pick stuff up and I think, well, I th- sometimes I know that that's something I've been looking for. Like... Uh, one of your crew members asks you for an item and I think right I keep in mind that I need to get that so when I got that I knew to go back and talk to him but on the Citadel there's like one of the I like it about the game but I think they've done it wrong is that on the Citadel every single couple that's talking seems to have a problem they want you to solve there's like a bazillion people on there and you can just solve problems left right and centre see what I found is because I couldn't care less about side missions in games like this I was just concentrating on the big ones but with the side missions they would just randomly be picked up as I was walking around and then as I get more into it they'd just randomly be done as well and I'd get it would tell me that I'd finished a side quest I'd yeah. done nothing to I would I don't think it tells you even on your quest list even when you've finished them. I think they stay on there even after they're completed. Some of them go black when you've done them, but it's, it is very confusing and a bit... Because uh, I am just kind of... Like last night, I sat there, looked down my list, thought, I need to clear some of these. So I uh, read all the... Cause again, it says to you, go to this planet and get this artifact. But then there's no way for me to know that that's the planet I need to go to. It's not part of the story. I actually have to. So I sat there with my phone out, writing down all the planets I had to go to, so that I knew which ones. And then I went to them all one by one, out of my way. I actually because <laughs> there was no there was every planet I went to. It wasn't that I was going for a bit of story. I'd have to scan the planet, get the item with my ship, and then fly back to the city and give it to them. So I just thought, right, I'm going to wang all these out in one go. And that was just, I just think to myself, how could they possibly, I mean, it looks like they've sat there and they've thought, right, we want to build this epic game from the ground up this time. It's the final one. We need to go all out and make a big effort. And they've kind of, they've taken out some of the things by mistake that I really liked having the really handy parts to it. So, um, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a fantastic, brilliant game. I'm a little bit peeved. I don't think this is spoilery, but if it is are we discussing the ending no because i know we're near the ending <laughs> um, i discuss the ending no um so have you played this john i have not played mass effect no i don't think this is spoilery but there are parts can i just announce spoiler alert yeah there are in all through the games there's different characters here and there that you're playing with right yep and in Mass Effect 1 and 2, part of the big deal about it is making sure people don't end up dying or whatever and you want them in your story and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So I always assumed that getting people through my story, they'd be with me in the big fight and rah, 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 and I'd 
play as them and it'd be really good and I could build my dream team out of all the characters from both games and the third one mm-hmm. and then all I'm finding is that I'm kind of meeting them as cameos and going hello from like far away and mm-hmm. helping them on a mission and then they go oh cheers for your help I'm off now fuck you oh yeah it's a much and, smaller team you end up and, with yeah this and I just kind of think oh right, I might as well just fucking let you die I don't yeah. you know what? there's no point you even being here it just it adds a little score to my... Some of them, and again, I'll deliberately not be spoilery, but some of them, although they can't join your team, are pretty crucial to the story. Yeah, I, um, I think a lot of them, because you're building a uh, a massive empire of mm. help, aren't you? Kind of Not an empire, a massive... Uh, that's a complete wrong word. It's not... Yeah, it's, you're just building a, gr- a help thing. I don't know what the word mm. is, a system, whatever. And... So they're helpful in that regard. You 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 do missions with them and for them or whatever, and them being involved in the story is useful. But it's useful in it's useful in too big of a way. I mean, in in the first one, you're just a team, and in the second one, you are kind of building up um, for a specific reason. But in the third one, it's got such a huge huge scope, and it's such a bigger story that um, the the characters seem to form a much smaller smaller part that um it's not disappointing exactly i don't really i don't really mind it i'm i sound like i'm probably moaning about it but i don't know i just i feel a little bit like every time i see another character now i'm thinking oh are they going to join me or are they just going to make a cameo and that disappoints me because some of the characters i really 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 wanted to join me have just given me a nod off their cap to me and gone off on their way and i'm just <laughs> thinking well that's that's shockingly disappointing i really wanted to play with them I wanted my final battle to be me. Basically, in my head, I'd already planned out my final team from like the end, like midway through Mass Effect 2, and <laughs> that final team can't happen. So <laughs> I'm very disappointed because now I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to end up with a final team that I don't know. I just. He's so angry, he's smacking yeah, the table in rage. I <laughs> knee and hit the table. Um, third game we've been playing this week is uh, one that Bouncy mentioned last week in passing uh, Plague Inc. Um, Kevin mentioned he got it, so I thought I'll have a look. Um, it seemed to have been one of these games that's kind of picking up a bit at the moment. Lots of people seem to be talking about it. Um, I spent hours playing this today and yesterday, just non-stop. Um, it's quite hard. People were saying to me on Twitter that they wanted tips because they couldn't get anywhere with it. Did you get very far with it, Kev? I, um, I failed. I, I was actually quite frustrated because I got to the point where um my disease was i'd wiped out 99 percent of the world's population and there was like three weeks to go before they found the cure and that last one percent wouldn't fucking die and um yeah i i failed with 99 percent of the population dead has forgotten from last week it's basically uh you're a depending on the level you're either like a i forgot the bloody word you're either a um germ basically microbe or you're a virus or your uh, fungus and things like that. And basically you pick a country to start off in and then you can tell your virus to be transmittable by like water, animals, rodents, whatever. Or you can tell it to mutate in certain ways to have certain effects on their host or you can build in what it's immune to. Now, um, the first couple of times I played it, I had the same problem as Kev. First time I had a different problem in that my virus was so deadly it got 75% of the world ill and then they all died before... I, before I could get enough more, enough people sick, um, so then I learnt my lesson and made my virus slightly less deadly, but slightly more contagious. But then what I found was 
the more the the more the, the more dangerous it is the more they try and cure it so again mm. they cured it too quickly so then the third time i managed to get my um germ to bacteria that's the word i was trying to think of i knew it began with b my bacteria i was trying to get that to grow right and i got I, I did manage to pass the bacteria level and what i ended up doing was i made sure i had everything maxed out in the transmission bit and that it was only and it was as powerful as possible against medicine and then in the middle bit where you decide how deadly it is i made everything that wasn't fatal as high as possible and then when it gets near the end i had like 85 percent cured and i had the whole the whole world was sick Mm. but once the whole world gets sick it stops updating your dna so you can't Mm. you can't buy new things so what i did was un unevolved all of the transmission because everyone in the world's got it so it doesn't need to transmit anymore so we take all them away and you've got enough to buy the fatal and then everyone just dies like that and yeah, um, that's where i went wrong because i'm sat there thinking die die yeah. die and um so then the next level you're a virus and it gets harder because you can't de-evolve <laughs> it um it basically charges you five points to de-evolve your virus so uh I've still passed that one. I'm on the third one now. And, How do uh, these levels work then? Is it like a, you know, like a, a puzzle game? You get, you, you do one level and that's job done, and then you move on to the next one. I thought it was some more like a global it's annihilation a, type thing, and that was the whole game. Yeah, it is a map of the world. Um, when you start the next one, it's just a new new game basically. Because uh, I, I looked on the app store, and I I just from what we spoke to spoke about it last week, and um, I looked at the reviews, and like the last. 10 20 reviews were all like one star i thought well this can't be right because whatever and there's just a load of people whinging that um you for your initial 69p you get you play one level and then you have to purchase further levels is that right no i I, uh, unless it's charging me secretly and not making that clear at all um i just every time i pass i go straight on to the next one um i imagine that these are plonkers who've failed maybe and they've tried to go on the next level and maybe it's charging them to just yeah you can pay to open up the levels yeah i reckon they've thought they've passed but they've not they've failed basically you need a red screen at the end that says you've wiped out humanity um so i mean it's good it's i think it's worth 69p i'm I'm going on a long car journey tomorrow and i'm thinking it's good on the ipad as well you can play Um, buying it on the 69p gets the ipad and the iphone it's quite cool to just look at as well because you've got a map of the world and basically you infect a country but then it only moves when people fly or take boat trips out of that country and the boats and the planes can upgrade to uh say that they're immune so then you have to evolve your disease so that it's able to travel again and what i found i had a problem with my virus was that it um i wiped out the whole of humanity except greenland and iceland (laughs) (laughs) which was like thirty thousand people or something ridiculous and the reason i couldn't get them there was like 50 people sick on both countries Mm. and um the reason i couldn't get them was because my virus couldn't adapt to cold climates enough <laughs> and um they survived so i ended up failing by like thirty thousand people the whole rest of humanity had been wiped out so when they all breed and take over the world again everyone's going to just sound like bjork <laughs> but um <laughs> it, it, so how long does one of these levels take it depends because you can put it on really fast so i was can you? Yeah. I must have, my game must have been well over an hour top right corner you can click and make it go super fast mm. and it takes like 20 minutes or so but yeah I, the first time i played it i had a normal speed and it took about 45 minutes um 
it's quite fun because you can they'll be researching it and you can hinder their research and it says things like you'll you'll make it so it's transmittable via livestock but then it will suddenly come up saying that russia has killed all of their livestock or culled all of the pigeons in russia and um suddenly iceland's only selling bottled water and nobody's nobody's doing this anymore hospitals are closed or whatever and that slows down how effectively you spread so you have to then change your tactics and i, I think it's just it's a very well considered game and um i obviously don't know much about microbiology but i've got a mate who works in it and i from what i've talked to him in the past about it i kind of think it's I sort of said to him, have you played it? He didn't reply. Some other mate said they'd played it and thought it was good. But I was wondering what he'd think as someone who works in disease curing because uh, there was a lot of things that you could do to hinder it that I thought I could imagine him there trying to fix a disease, trying to fix the disease in England and I'm there going, ha, I've evolved it, got in. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to beat me that easily. Anyway, um, the last one I played this week, um, I asked on Twitter a few people have seen. I sort of said, oh, I've got like three, four hours to kill. Has anyone got a game I can just quickly play to just kill some time on board? Um, Bouncy sent me a level, that he, a game that he really liked called Kingdom of Loathing, not Kingdom O Floathing. Like well, I thought I read it as Kingdom O Floating, and I thought that sounds good. <laughs> but um, it is, it's quite a funny. It's, I don't, have you played Neo on Neopets ever? I remember speaking to you no, about this three years ago. You're a loser. It's, basically a child's yeah browser you're game. a loser I, pl- I played in it when i was like 12 13 yeah. and loser. i've had an account since then because i just never deleted it so every now and again over the you know probably once a year for the past 13 years i'll log into it because you've got pets on that that uh you know you have to feed them they die or whatever or they start dying if you don't feed them you play games with them um i mean this game is, is kind of like a, a shit version of that in that it's stick men um the way it's all kind of hand-drawn stuff which is what i mean by shit but it's it seems like a good game it's got brilliant humor to it um i'd like to read out like i mean you you pick a character class and it's a bit like you travel around this kind of hand-drawn world where you're just clicking browsers and loads a new page in your browser and you've got a map there and you can pick where you go um your choices of character class you've got like a seal clubber a turtle tamer a pastomancer a sorcerer, spelt S-A-U-C-E-O-R, disco bandit, which is what I picked, an accordion thief. <laughs> now, the reason I picked disco bandit was because the write-up for it was the disco bandit boogies to and fro, hither and yon, whence comes he, no man knows, whither strikes he next, all men live in fear of him and his moxie. <laughs> I just the word moxie. I just thought, bang, that's me. Um, but accor- <laughs> accordion- I think you're more bandit. <laughs> yeah, accordion thief just sounded like a brilliant one. I was going to pick the scourge of ma- mariachis and poker bands. The accordion thieves have plied their malign craft since time out of mind. Their moxie serves them well in both their adventures and their interactions with the ladies, which is in uh, speech marks. But, um, Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> but yeah, you pick your class and then it's just kind of a, you go through, you buy stuff, you kill stuff, you, you explore stuff. Um, there's other people play it with you. You can fight them if you break your hippie stone, um, which is a thing that, yeah, if you have a hippie stone, you don't fight. If you, if you break it, you, you can fight. Um, it does seem the people who've made it have, are building themselves a nice little uh, cult there. I think not cult as in a bad way, but like um, 
they've got like a store with all their little characters and whatnot. It's like a martini swordsman, which is a man with a sword in one hand and a martini glass in the other. And I just thought that was quite a cool little. Uh, he looked quite funny. Um, and I just think it's got a lot of character. It's quite a funny game. And I was sitting there for most like a couple of hours and just thought, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to come back to this. I might set it as one of my home pages so that when I log on to my browser, it comes up. I can have a click around. Um, you've got like your your muscle, which I assume is your French, uh, your French, <laughs> your strength. <laughs> I don't know if I got the word wrong there. Um, there's settings like that. Your uh, your muscle, your mysticality, and your moxie. You got HP, MP. Meat seems to be the currency there. So meat's the currency everywhere, Steve, yeah. as you well know. And um, I think you you got a set amount of time you can move per day or something because mine's set at 41 at the moment, which I think was out of like I don't know 100 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. It's a www.kingdomofloathing.com. Kingdom of loathing. <laughs> forward slash game dot php which you probably don't really need but that's what mine always comes up as um but yeah that's what i've been playing this week how about you john um <clears throat> i've been doing quite a lot i have been playing mainly Daisy on the pc and this game is kicking my ass um i don't know if you have you this guys spoken one, about this is one you've been making videos on oh i did oh, a I... couple i did a couple of videos yeah um, well, that will give you a good feeling about how much this game kicks your ass. Um, have you spoken about the game before? On the we have board? not. No, I'm not particularly familiar with what the game is. All right. They, what it is, it's a mod. It's a PC mod for a game called Armour 2. Now, this is a game that not a huge amount of people have heard of. Um, I, I certainly never heard of it. But all of a sudden, on the basis of this DayZ mod, it's now the number one seller on Steam. <laughs> and what what Armour 2 is, is like quite a, from what I understand, is a, you know, pretty technical military simulator. I've, I've heard people say that the army, what country's army, I don't know, uses it for training, but I don't know how true that is. Anyway, so what DayZ is, is a, is a mod in using that engine. And you base, basically, DayZ stands for Day Zombie. You, you join a server, you create a new character, and you just get dumped on a shoreline somewhere, and you have a backpack with three items in it, a flashlight, some bandages, and some painkillers. Okay? And that's it. And basically you think, well, what's going on here? And you start having to wander around, and then all of a sudden you stumble across, you know, little villages, little hamlets, and knocking around all these villages and hamlets, oh, shitload of zombies. And you have no way to fend them off. Um, so, I mean, the idea of the game is just to survive. If you die, you die. You lose everything. You respawn. So you start again with nothing. Um, so it, it's crazy. It's so atmospheric. It's um, it, it, it's really quite frightening in some places. The the the, the music on it is, or well, the the sound effects is haunting. It's horrible. But it just kicks your ass because you start with no weapon. You have no way of defending yourself against these things. So if you, no matter how you creep around trying to get into, into, into these buildings, and some of the buildings don't open. So I, I'm running around trying to open a door to get out of the way of these zombies. The bloody thing won't open. <laughs> so, so off you go running off again. So you, you end up basically just running, especially if you've got no weapon. So, I mean, 
I'm just running along. It must be like some scene out of Benny Hill, if you know that, when you've just got this guy at the front running and all these people running around, all these zombies running after him, running down the road, like tailing these like five or six zombies. It's crazy. But how it works is that um, you have a persistent character. So whatever, whatever server you're on, if you if you disconnect and rejoin a different server, you as long as your character hasn't died, you will start again with you'll 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 rejoin that server with all the same kit and in exactly the same location that you were previously. So you can so you know if your favourite server goes down, it doesn't really matter because you can go and join another server. Similarly, um, you have I don't know how how far the dead bodies. Are persistent, but you can you can join a server and there'll be the, there'll be the dead body of another player there that you can you can loot. <laughs> another mechanic of the game is that it works in real time. So if, if say at midday I join a a server which says that it runs at GMT, then I've probably got six seven hours before it gets dark. If I then join that same server at eight o'clock at night, it is pitch black and it will be until whatever time the following morning it's crazy you can't see a damn thing mm-hmm. it's it's, it, it's awesome. mental it, I like it is awesome it but it just kicks your ass and although the game kicks your ass a lot of other things kick your ass because it's on the pc and it's a mod i spend hours and hours just trying to get into a game for the first time because um there's so many different you know, daily updates of the of the code for the game. So you've got to find a server which has got the the right version for you to be able to join. Um, so I, I spent an hour trying to join one join one time, gave up, came back to it the next day, and I just again couldn't get on. What it turned out was that um, someone has decided to start DDoSing the, the central server because um, all the because it maintains a persistent state across all the servers, then they, all the servers have to talk into this central server. So you create, you create your character, it's created on the central server, and then it's available on all the other servers. So some little shit decided to um, denial of service that. Um, so no one could create a new character. I went back the following day and finally managed to get on. And... Um, I managed to last about seven minutes. It didn't, it, it didn't help that I didn't know any of the keys. Um, the control mechanism is a bit shonky, to tell you the truth. Um, so I, I lasted about seven minutes. On, on the website, there's a, there's a ticker or a counter showing what the um, current average life is for a player. And I believe it's something like 30 minutes. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. But that's crazy. I mean, what what they recently did was they changed it. You used to start apparently with a gun, but they 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 pulled that out now. So you start okay. with nothing, and if you can't find a gun, you're just going to be running along Benny Hill style until mm-hmm. you somehow shake them. Now, <clears throat> another reason this game to kick your ass is because apparently the map is um, twelve by twelve miles square. No, hang on, what's that? Twelve, yeah, one hundred and forty-four miles square big. So it's a massive, mm-hmm. completely open environment. Um, I spawned in, in a game that I did today, actually, and um, I, was, I just seemed to be at the end of a peninsula. I, I did, could, didn't know where to go. I thought, I was next to a road. Do I want to go on the road and start getting chased by zombies again? No, I'll go into the woods. I swear to God, 
I was walking around in those woods for 45 minutes. <laughs> didn't see a zombie, didn't see anything. I did see a pig, but I had no mechanism to kill it to get the food that I could have got off it. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there's there's bits and pieces dotted around, like hatchets, cans of Coke, cans of beans. Um, but there's, I haven't seen a lot of this, but people, you can you can collect different parts of cars and once you've got all the parts together, then you can go and fix a car, and then you can drive around in a car. Cool. And I, I, I was I joined I joined a game after dying again, yeah. and um, I was having a look around. All of a sudden, this guy pops up in front of me. I thought, "Fuck, what's that? It's a zombie!" No, it was an, it was another guy, and he started talking to me. Um, I think there's a direct communication channel. So if you put yourself in the direct communication channel, you can talk with voice to people that are within listening distance. Anyway, so this guy scared the life out of me. I thought, well, I, I don't really want to follow around with you because you've got other players. The other players in the server, they can either be that they're all survivors, but you know, do they want your stuff or do they want to work with you? So they can take you on, can they? And they can actually... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's you versus the zombies versus everyone else. Everyone else versus the environment because unless you've got, uh, from what I understand, I haven't yet played at night. Um, what I understand, you need to find some way to keep yourself warm at night, else cool. you're going to die. I've just seen on their site, it's uh, it says it's alpha in alpha test. So is it not a finished mod yet? Is, is it? No, 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 no. It, yeah. It's very alpha. There's lots of there's lots of clipping. Uh, you know, zombie. I, I was I managed to after run escaping about ten zombies, I managed to find myself in this big hangar thing, and I managed to close the doors. And that was an effort because, to be honest, the, the control mechanism is it's pretty weird it's pretty tough um and I, so i went I, I i closed all the doors there's no way for anyone to get in i went and hid in the corner and all of a sudden you know i was getting hurt from the other side of this building so there's a there's a certain amount of stuff to be um dealt with there but it's mm. it's it, 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 it's a crazy game absolutely crazy game um but there's no point but it just makes you want to go back I, I mean i want to find a weapon i have i have managed to find a hatchet i haven't found a gun and when you get a gun you've got to manage your ammo because finding ammo is really you know really quite difficult as well i managed to get this hatchet and it took me ages to work out how to just to arm the thing the invent the inventory mechanics are not very intuitive yeah it's, it's a tough game but you know really really enjoyable and uh, I think you can get Armour 2 on Steam for about 25 quid. The mod, of course, is free. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just going to... It's, it's in continual development. It's super popular. It's, it's just going to keep going on. Apparently, Armour 3 is due out at some time in the in the near future. And the guys that have been... Because, um, obviously, DayZ is now responsible for them actually making money on this game that no yeah. one ever heard of. And um, apparently they've been employed by the by the um, developer, and I, as I understand it from hearsay, um, Daisy is going to possibly be a, an integral part of that that you know that next release product. So mm. hopefully by then it all will be super super swishy and and working properly. But yeah, it, it it's it's a unique game. Well, I certainly haven't seen anything like it. It's um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, if you know, not wishing to just plug videos. If you want to have a look at my failed efforts at doing anything, then ha have a look on um, my YouTube channel and um, 
Yeah, you'll get a good feel about what it's about, but what you won't see is me owning any zombies with any guns because <laughs> I didn't find any. Well, uh, we'll link to the videos on the homepage of the site as well. Yeah. Um, I'll get, uh, I'll, I'll, Sheepdog can do it. In fact, I was going to say I'll do it, but what the hell am I going to yeah, do it for? Sheepdog will do it, and uh, we'll stick them on the homepage so people can have a look on there as well. And that will be, uh, that will be grand. Um, so what else have you been up to then? Um, I decided because well, I, I responded to someone on on the forum who um, were setting up a session on Friday night and they wanted to play some Red Dead Redemption. Now I'd never played it and I understood it was quite well received. Um, as per as I was informed by some bullshit um, podcast forum, um, yeah. whatever it was, equal second words, best game of all time. Equal second, yeah. or equal third, wasn't it? Because didn't Portal steam in with the win at the end? Yeah, Port- Portal 2 won, and this and Batman Arkham Asylum were joint second. So I'd never played that. I'd never I'd never played this, and um, so I didn't know anything about it other than it was a Rockstar game, and I got pretty fed up with Grand Theft Auto. So I joined these guys. Uh, I joined Tiger Bear, Clarky Snap, Shadow Line, and Gibbar for... Um, for some online enjoyment. I managed to get about half an hour of playing the single player and, you know, got got the feel of it. So I joined this lot in the in the um, multiplayer thing and that was a great laugh. Shooting people, shooting each other off their donkeys and the horses and stuff. Yeah, brilliant. That's all I ever did in brilliant. Red Dead, just shooting people's horses in the head. Steve used to love it. it I played that, not properly, <laughs> no one plays it properly, but... Um... I found that more fun. Me and another guy, our friends, we used to stand at the top of a big um, pylon thing and just see how long we could survive whilst the sheriffs tried to arrest us and stuff. So you'd just be on like you'd just be up there killing every every bandit you see, every sheriff you see, anyone you see basically, and um, it'd be quite hard eventually because then you'd have like most of America trying to take you off off this roof. But, um, yeah, Kev just used to like killing us and shooting our donkeys. I wouldn't kill you, I'd shoot your donkeys in the face. Well, you'd kill the donkey and then one of your mates would kill me. Yeah, I'd um, love killing my own donkey. Just shooting your own horse in the head is awesome. (laughs) While you're riding it. Yeah. And then it skids, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, hilarious. I kept accidentally hitting the Mexican army and that never turned out very well. But um, Gibbar, the man with too many A's in his name, I know what one of the A's stands for. Aimbot. That boy is unbelievable with a gun. I just don't know how he does it. I just don't know how he does it. We know he's from playing Battlefield with it. He's insane. I think he is insane mad skills. It's um, crazy. Bordering on unfair, especially when you see how good he is at FIFA as well. Yeah. He, he, I think sooner or later I'm going to have to take one of his thumbs. This is the man, John, who I was watching him through a scope on Battlefield and then he stabbed me from behind with a knife. <laughs> it was brilliant. Steve's saying, Gibber always kills me, but I can see him coming. I'm watching him. I'm saying, Steve, rather than watching him, why don't you kill him? No, I'm watching him. I'm going to kill him when he gets a bit closer. Steve, you really want to kill this guy because he kills you a lot. You're probably going to die. <laughs> no, it's all right. I've got him in my scope. Oh, shit. He stabbed me in the neck. How did he stab you in the neck, Steve? You were watching the man. He went behind a car and then appeared somewhere else. It was mental. I reckon he must mod. He must have some sort of hacked Xbox that cheats. <laughs> and it, it, the hack is also there for whenever he's controlling Robbie Keane in FIFA, because all he has to do is look at the ball and it flies into the top corner. I reckon he's probably got a portal gun that he's hacked into every game. <laughs> Robbie Keane kicks the ball, he fires two portals, and the ball's suddenly in your net. Mm. And that's what I reckon he's been doing to you, John. Yeah, no, I mean, I had I had great laugh. I mean, I let my team members down because um, I. 
I was expecting something more like um, Battlefield, which is kind of like a, you know, kind of a bit more precise, a bit, bit more of a precision shooter. But this seemed a little bit clunky, but it, it was a, it was it was a really good laugh. And what what amazed me was the variation, the variety of what you can do in the online kind of open open roam open roaming thing. And then all of a sudden, someone called us into like a capture the flag type thing or whatever. It was really good. So I really yeah. enjoyed that. Enjoyed playing with the guys. Um, I did play a bit of the single player. Now, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, I talked more recently about Borderlands, and uh, I don't know. Is Red Dead Redemption an RPG? Discuss. No. I would say it's not. Why is it not an RPG? You don't level up your character. That's kind of crucial to an RPG in my book, and I don't think you do in that, do you? It's more of a story-driven action game, would be what I would describe it as. Yeah, you only buy weapons and stuff. It's an action game, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. But I compare that, my, my enjoyment of playing that game against playing Borderlands, and I think Red Dead Redemption is far more my type of game. I agree. I like that more than Borderlands. You're both wrong. <laughs> Simples. I don't want. I don't want to have to shoot the same thing twenty times with eighty, seventy, sixty. All these numbers flying off and whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I quite like it, but it's just Borderlands was just too frustrating. I found. You'd uh, if you don't want to shoot the same thing over and over again, you'd better hope you don't ever fail a mission right at the end of it. Because as with all Rockstar games, the missions are too long, don't have checkpoints in them, and you know you'll be doing it for half an hour, die right at the end, and then have to redo the whole of the half an hour again. Well, I, I did, I did have a bit of that where I had to go and rescue some, go into some house which had got some hostages, and um, I'd completely forgotten about this dead eye thing. So I kept steaming in there and then trying to shoot this guy, forgetting about the dead eye thing, shooting, shooting him, shooting the hostages at the same time. I had to keep going, going back and doing that. But once I remembered I had the dead eye, then um, yeah. That, that was all right, but I, I don't know. I, I was very impressed with the game. It's um, just the characters and, and the dialogue. I thought was all excellent. And one of the things I really liked about it was um, I don't know that the character who isn't the, the main character, whatever his name is, isn't like your typical action hero thing. You know, he John, says these. Um, John Marston or something yeah. like that. I like the fact that, um, like you know, you were just saying, oh, if you die at the end of a mission, you got to redo it again and again. Whenever I sort of died in a mission, I'd just ride off around America hunting and picking flowers and stuff. And you know, it's just that I like that about these games. That it always makes me chuckle when it, if you catch an animal, he starts cutting it open there and. I mean, I didn't like the fact that after a while it just constantly splats blood on your screen. But it makes me chuckle. He's always like, what have you eaten? And stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's what you're supposed to do in these games. If you can't do a mission, just go off and chill out for a bit. Yeah, cruise I just want to get on with the story. In, uh, or uh, cruise America in this. Nah, I just want to get on with the story. Yeah, but the story, the story so far is great. And the character's great. And he's, he's interesting. He's not like your standard action hero or blood and guts and muscles and whatever the, some of the dialogue giving you background background he's married and whatever much to the dismay of bonnie who, who you remember bonnie the the woman who owns the ranch with the bad yep. teeth i mean yeah. she wants a bit she wants a bit of him i can tell but uh, i don't think that's going to happen love some of the side some of the side missions on that are excellent so do them if you have time um, yeah i did i did one where i where I, I mean I could tell, from, but yeah, I had to keep going back to the same place a couple of times. It turns out there was a uh, 
a cannibal on the loose and whatever. That was a good mission. No, it was really, really, really good. So I'm going to persist with that, and it's much more my cup of tea than um, Borderlands. Splendid. Cool. Anything else? Ah, uh, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a big long list today. Um, I bought and played a little bit of Rayman Origins on the Vita in preparation, for, in preparation for going on holiday. Okay, um, the shares went up a little bit there then. Yeah, I'm on a commission now, every every sound of Rayman Origins. It is the best platform game ever, though. I, I've, I've only played a little bit. I bought it because I'm going on holiday, and that's... That's why I bought my Vita. I'm going on holiday in a few weeks, and that's when I want to use it. I want to get it covered in sun cream and sit there under a sun <laughs> I know, lounge. I know what you're doing with it once you've lubed it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a good game. But, yeah, it's a good-looking game, and it? it plays really well. I'm not really much of a platform f- fan, or it's certainly not something that I go to. If I, I don't go looking for it, but um, I certainly enjoyed the half an hour I had with it. And, um, yeah, looking forward to cracking on with that. Uh, got a good deal on that, actually, because I was aware that it was available for 20 quid on the PlayStation Store. Yep. But um, I, Amazon were actually doing it retail for 20 quid. Awesome. So um, I thought, well, better do that, because well, it's cheaper, really, because you don't have to use up God knows how many gigabytes of a 30 quid mm. And you can use memory card. Oh, I keep forgetting to do that, boys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, we'll let you off this time. Let's just hope you didn't well, buy anything else recently that you could have got from our Amazon affiliate links, like a hard drive. Uh, luckily, not the hard drive. <laughs> um, yeah, this week I also upgraded my hard drive in the PS3. Uh, my PS3 that I never use, um, <laughs> but I've been sucked into the idea of this PlayStation Plus because uh, uh, it looks like a good deal. I have a 40 gig PS3 and I'd only used 13 gig of that but I was aware of course that um, all these games take well upwards of 8 gigabytes I think some of them mm. so I thought well I'll have a go at that it'd be, be, be a bit of fun I looked in a drawer that I've got upstairs and somehow, I don't ask me how I had two 2.5 inch 500 gig 7200 RPM drives just sat there doing nothing so I don't know. I don't know how I. <laughs> I think they came out of another a server that I did. Anyway, whatever. That's another story. So I thought I'd have a crack at that, and um, yeah, it was absolutely a piece of piss. Um, I don't have an external hard drive, a USB hard drive. So um, I, I I nipped up the road to a shop and got one of these things that you just plug the hard drive straight into, and like a. Um, hard drive dock yeah so i formatted that as fat 32 stuck it in the playstation um did a backup um once that was backed up just took the side off unscrewed it banged the other drive in screwed it back in popped the usb drive in and did a restore on it took seconds it was it's very easy very simple anyone who, who wants to do it um don't be afraid of that it's uh very very simple and if you're having problems, give me a shout. The, the one thing you might need to be aware of is that you need the hard drive to be formatted, formatted as FAT32. So if you're buying um, a new drive, if you if you're buying a new drive, you need to um, 
I, I think the PlayStation will actually format it for you, but I, I had to format my drives because they were previously formatted as NTFS for another use. Anyway, that's a, that's all a bit too geek. We're not interested in that. But um, I was going to ask. Yeah, if you got if you got any problems, give me a shout. These games um, that you get for free, everyone's saying, "Oh, I've run out and got a new hard drive." If you get the game and mm. then, like, say, you download it, install it, and then uninstall it. Do you still own the game? Yeah, right. that's what I've done actually because I was going to do my upgrade because I've got the 60 gig launch one and I was going to upgrade it off of an old laptop one but it's only 160 gigs. So I thought, eh, no point, let's not bother with that. So what I've done is just gone through, bought them all but not downloaded them. So now they're on my um, download history. So even when they're no longer available, like Virtua Fighter 5 is now no longer available on PlayStation Plus but it's on my download history. So although I've not got it downloaded yet, I can just go into my history and get it anytime I like. So That's a question I've got about this service, Kev. That's what I didn't understand, is that things come onto the list and then they drop off. Yeah. It's not is it it's not the case then that you you only have ownership of that game for the time that it's available. No. And just, then after that time No, it's not. Make sure you buy everything when it comes out. Even yeah. if you're not sure whether you're gonna want it or whether it'll fit on your hard drive or whatever, buy everything on the list. That's what I did, and then just download them as and when you want them. Because um, I, I, I saw that today, and I, I, luckily when I upgraded, I did go through and I set Virtua Fighter 5 to download and um, installed it today. I thought I'll give it give it a bit of a crack because I, I knew that um, it was dropping off this list. That's not very good, is it? It's a bit button mashy. <laughs> not really my kind it's, of thing, but it was free. It's a fighting free, game. So. Yeah. I know, but I don't know. I love the idea of a fighting game. I'm really tempted to get more combat for the for the Vita, but I won't use it. I'll hate it. <laughs> Um, I forgot what I was going to say then. Oh yeah, it makes you wonder what what the point is then if uh, like of them taking them off. If you can buy them and then just have them there for whenever, why don't they just always? It's so that there? you can't get PlayStation Plus in six months' time and get everything that's ever yeah. been available on it. Yeah. So that there's only ever six on there at a time. Um, so it gives people incentive to always have their subscription because you only have the game for as long as you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus. So if you have PlayStation Plus for a year, download 15 games, but then cancel your PlayStation Plus subscription, you can't play any of those games anymore. So even the ones you've installed. Yeah, you wow. can only have it for as long as you're a member of PlayStation enough, Plus. I suppose, isn't it? So the kit. So the reason they do that is so that you can't just sign up for a month once a year, download everything, <laughs> um, and then you know do that every now and again and just hammer it. It's just to keep you constantly. The ticking over of your subscription. Fair yeah, I just I just got the ninety day just to see because I never use my PlayStation and see if I'll get some use out of it. I am interested in playing Motorstorm because there seems to be quite a lot of love for that on the um, on the forums and some and that's part of the major uh, the the what is it MGPL? Yep, the league thing. The league thing. Uh, so I fancy getting involved in a bit of that. So um, yeah, I'll see if I can give the PS3 some love for a change. Awesome. What else have I done? I do like pinball by the looks of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just thought oh, I fancy a bit of pinball, and uh, oh look, I got, so, I got I an eye. Bit, this is AD, this is AD logic. Oh, I fancy a bit of pinball. Let's go and get all the pinball games. <laughs> well, no, I, well, they're all free, aren't they? I mean, yeah. So I tried a couple of pin. I, I don't play a lot of pinball. I mean, when I was a, when I was a kid, a mate of mine had a pin, proper pinball table in his house and used to play that a lot. But I always found the whole them all so over facing because there's so many fucking flashing lights and you don't know what you're doing. It's all a bit random. But you know, once you put a bit of time into it, then you you know you get a feel of um, what you're trying to hit. Um, 
So yeah, I, I just downloaded a couple of these free ones. I tr- uh, tried out Zen Pinball and um, Pinball HD or whatever it says or what it was, Pinball HD collection. And these are free apps, and you get a free table with each of them. And other tables are available for I don't know sixty nine p or whatever. But um, yeah, not being a physics major or anyone who really understands um, the feel of a pinball table because it was that long ago. Yeah, great games. Feel 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 really good and really well suited to the um to the iPad. Mm. Excellent. No, how, really how do you control it on the iPad? I take it it's just touch screen at the bottom well, of the corners, is it? J- just if you yeah, there's not. It doesn't even show you a button. It's just yeah. you know press the bottom oh, okay. left or right and because um, yeah, yeah the the best pinball game I've played recently is Zen Pinball on the 3DS. It's beautiful and plays really well and it uses the shoulder buttons on there and I just really like it. You're a deft damn blanket. So this is true. <laughs> pinball's your kind of thing. <laughs> um, I actually get that this time. The last yeah. time you did that gag, I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Sheepdog? <laughs> but I do get it this time. I've, I've got up to date on my music knowledge. <laughs> Everyone was like, all right, well done, Kev. Pat him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you played this week, John? Uh, just getting battered by the missus uh, at Words with Friends. Um, I don't know how she does it. She just makes... She just makes words up that the um, the thing accepts. Does she cheat? Because that's what Steve does. She has done. I got out of it that she cheated with on ScrabbleCheat.com or whatever it was. I've but she promises me that she never does that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, fair play to her. She's more intelligent than me. <laughs> Can't really say an awful lot about that. And uh, but on the on the flip side, I do batter her at um, Song Pop, <laughs> um, but only on Nineties Alternative because. Oh, that's, that's my, my category. Yeah. Um, I actually just unlocked um, indie rock as well, which is that's a that's a good one. That's a good category that I'm all over. So um, I'm I'm just throwing out invites just on those categories at the game. moment. Kev wants to play with you. I'm like, get off, Kev. I keep nudging you. Uh, You're going to keep getting nudged until you have another go with me. It's because I ruined you. Play words of friends with Kev, John. You'll beat him because he hates it if you create like a big square of words. It's cheating. <laughs> I run words of other words of other words. So I end up with like four words to go. That is cheating. That is cheating. Mad. If I, 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 yeah, I'm just basically getting like high cheating. double, double um, You're a cheat figures. Because you I cheat. keep wondering if I keep wondering if I can use foreign words in there. Because I mean, it's a it's a multinational app, isn't it? I mean, why? Sh- if I was French, why wouldn't I be able to put French words in there? No commas, apostrophes, whatever the is. <laughs> You're a moron. <laughs> Talking of France, anyway, Captain Segway's arrived. The saboteur, set in France. See how I did that, boys and girls? I'm here all week. I'm very happy with that. Um, the saboteur's all right. We've been playing it on the 360. Um, passed me by when it came out back in 2009, I think it was. But a few of the guys on the forum have been bleating on about how good it is, so I thought I'd better give it a bash. Um, and after I had, went through the ordeal of a few weeks ago with... Um, not having the tick code and um, then the disc not working and getting my new disc through, um, it now works. Um, I still don't have the tick code, um, which for anyone who doesn't remember, it was like five or six weeks ago now. You basically, there was um, where games these days have the online codes and you can only access the online stuff if you have the code that came with it. With the saboteur, if you bought this new, you got a code in the box that if you put that in, the dancer in the burlesque club thing at the start instead of having tassels on her nipples the nip the tassels come off and she just has her boobs out so if you bought the game brand new you got boobs as it is i had to make do with tassels um but they are the only boobs in the game that i've come across so far i've played the first couple of hours and i'm really enjoying it um it's like open world grand theft auto style stuff but 
it's set right at the outset of the Second World War. You're basically on the border of Germany and France as the Germans are invading France, which is pretty cool. The handling on the cars is awesome to the point where you actually you are a racing car driver. That's the that's who you're playing. Um, and the, the handling on it's awesome. For a game like that, you can actually drive around the streets and not constantly crash into every other car and every corner like I do in Grand Theft Auto. Um, the shooting on it works well. And it's just a good game, apart from the voice acting, which is truly horrific. You play an Irish guy in France and Germany with an Italian guy, at, and it's like in the 40s, 30s and 40s, and oh my God, the voice acting is awful on every single one of them. Um, the Italian guy who you with, I'm certain that's just Ezio out of Assassin's Creed. If it's not the same guy, I'm very surprised because it just sounds like I've got Ezio next to me. Um, the Irish guy doesn't sound Irish. The German and the French people don't sound German or French. It's basically like you're in an episode of Hello, Hello. <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. Um, the so act- not intentional then? I don't think so. Hello, hello, yeah, so. but I don't think it's intentional in the game. I think they're genuinely trying to do a good job of it. It was to the point where I was sat there playing it um, and Anna couldn't bear to listen to the voice acting yeah. anymore. It was actually breaking her, um, so I had to turn it off. Um, but the game itself is really good. Um, the mission structure is good. Basically, you're playing a guy who's joining the resistance um, and you're just basically going around killing Nazis, blowing stuff up, um, and it's, it's good fun. The missions are good, the handling's good, the game is just good, but it's kind of ruined by this voice acting, and if it carries on getting worse and worse... I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to sit it out because it is that bad on the voice <laughs> acting. Um, but we shall see. It's one I'm going to certainly crack on a bit more with because I'm really enjoying it. Um, the only other game I've played this week has been Temple Room. And that's because of the Mature Gamer Podcast League, um, which I've been asked to plug. Temple Run is one of the games um, that is part of the competition on this. Oh and I've been playing it constantly. And I have ruined you, sir. Yeah, I've played it like twice. Yeah, but it's brilliant now because I've got a few of the power-ups on there. Um, it show it has a little line to show when I go past people. And because of how, my power-ups that I have, how quickly my score racks up now, um, your line to sh- show where you are is before the first jump. So as long as I don't get caught by the monkey things before <laughs> I have to do anything, I'm guaranteed <laughs> to beat you on every go. It's awesome. Um but yeah, I'm loving that. I'm just sat there playing it constantly. That and Plague Inc. Um, and um, the other one, Burnout Crash. That's another one from the from the podcast league thing. Um, sat there playing that. Oh, that's a, that's a nice little game um, where basically it's just about causing as much damage as you can. Um, but you play it on the on the iPhone or on the iPad, top down, and you just basically flick your exploding car around the screen into different mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and it's like 69p, and it's just a it's just a fun little game. Um, so yeah, I've basically apart from the saboteur, just been fiddling around with a few uh, a few iPhone apps, and it's all been good fun. Um, Lovely. You lot have been playing Minecraft again. Looking at the Raptor chart. Um, Top five is starting to get a very familiar feel to it each week. Hmm. Uh, fifth place, Diablo 3. Fourth place, FIFA 12. Third place, Battlefield 3. Second place, Modern Warfare 3. And first place, by a million hours, is Minecraft. Actually, to the point now where Minecraft has been out, what, less than two months still? 
It's now fifth place in our all-time most played list on Raptor. I've not played that in ages. No, no I haven't. Nor me. But this is out of, I think we've got over 150 listeners on our Raptor friends list now. Um, and in six weeks, Minecraft is already one of the most played games ever amongst those people. I've actually thought, because we've never mentioned it before on the show, I thought I'd run through the top five um, on there just to show how much t- time Minecraft has already racked up. And bear in mind, this is only the Xbox Live Arcade version of it as well. The PC hours aren't included in this figure. They're tracked separately. So fifth place on the all-time list, we've got Minecraft with 1,816 hours. uh, Fourth place, Modern Warfare 2 on 2,027. Third place, Battlefield 3 on 2,139. Second place, Gears of War 3, 2,269. And in first place is Black Ops on 2,401. If Minecraft gets as much play in the next month as it has in the last month, it's going to be number one in the all-time list, going past games like Black Ops and Gears of War 3, which we know for a fact these are games that get absolutely hammered by our listeners. Mm. And it's just it's remarkable how much that game's being played. And um, it's all Very 80s fault. Is. <laughs> right, 80s incredibly short shopping list of the week. Um, this is what leads me to believe he's probably going to be back with us next week because this shopping list is so small that he's just going to be bored. He's going to have had nothing to play all week. Um, we've only got two things on it, and one of them is a re-release. Um, and the other one's bullshit um, we've got the Dead Island Game of the Year edition is out on the 360 PS3 and PC as we said the other week who the fuck made that Game of the Year because yeah. it wasn't a very good game and it was broken um, but now you can play it presumably unfixed with all the DLC chucked yeah, in as well exactly it's game of the year <laughs> exactly um game of the year as to say it's like when we put our podcast award the most bearded podcasters of 2012 when we announced that one um that's only because we gave it ourselves and that's probably oh, that was from wilkinson's this the uh fake supermarket this is true they did they did give us that um the other game that's out is a bullshit final fantasy one that i'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce sheepdog over to you i think it's theat <laughs> theat rhythm um i i want to this is on the 3ds by the way because i mean it sounds like a good idea in that final fantasy games are shit no renowned for having amazing sound uh you know backing tracks the sounds the music to to final fantasy games is always of a higher quality made by really good orchestras famous in japan the the orchestras tour to play final fantasy songs in japan and they get like thousands and thousands of people turn up they sell out there's videos on youtube of them that have got like millions of views and whatnot so a game about the music from final fantasy seems like a good idea but then they go and do stupid things like call it theatrhythm and it just seems to me like when when this series started it was the company was on their like on their ass about to go bust and that was it they needed to do something like that they were going to die like that's why it's called final fantasy because it was their final roll of the dice do or die let's make some effort and they ended up churning out like nine of them that were ten of them that were awesome and they did a really good job for like ten solid games that were brilliant and so and I don't know what happened somewhere between 10 and 12 or whatever but they got 11 some, probably <laughs> they got some twat involved who 
They'll make a game and they'll say, do, do you want to smother this in bullshit for us? Just smother it in absolute <laughs> twaddle and twattiness and stupidity and just make every grown man who would consider being interested in a series a little bit embarrassed that he ever was interested in it. So they do words like fiat rhythm that make you just think that's not even a word that just sounds twatty. They make up fantasy words that just sound twatty. They make characters that are just twats and they're, they're just killing it. They're just stabbing it and stabbing it and stabbing it with all this bullshit. And they need to sack whichever moron they got in after 10 to just because they're just killing this series. They're killing the name. The name just makes me think bullshit now when it used to make me think that's a high quality game that they spent millions on. I mean, when they made the film, even though it was a bit of a flop, it was so cutting edge. It was so advanced. It was so good that you're watching it thinking even though it's a shit story it's still art you know and even with 10 10's a great story but there are parts of that where you just thought even if this isn't your cup of tea for the story the graphics in it are so advanced and so good it's brilliant I mean there were some crap bits like the laughing in it where they just go ha 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 that were awful but it was a PS2 but um, since then now it's, it's just embarrassing it's just bad and I don't know if it's just I've grown out of it but I'm pretty sure it's not because I can play the old ones and love them I think they've just killed the series you're going to buy is it is it a music game this one is <laughs> awesome stable it's a music game i'm not buying i've got 3ds but yeah i've just i say it's for the 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 albums that go with final fantasy games are brilliant i mean i've got the final fantasy 6 piano collection on spotify you fucking loser <laughs> and it is a superb i had a brilliant game the other day one of them was playing and i pretended to my daughter that i was actually playing the song she didn't know it was on the radio actually i was playing it on the um desk and she came over and started trying to play with me. And just as she started doing it, it came to a bit where it fit what she was pressing in the song. So I managed to maintain that I was playing it on my desk. And she now thinks I've got a piano for a desk. <laughs> Bullshit simulator of the week, then. Um, this one, when I first saw the title of it, I thought, that might not be the worst game ever. Then I saw the fact, then I saw it was only eight quid. And thought, oh, actually, obviously, it will be shit. What? Airport Control Tower. Um, see, there's a game a bit like this on the iPad where it's called flight control and you just basically land in planes and stuff dragging your fingers around and it's all right it's quite good yeah it's all right so i thought ah this might not be too bad but no i think this is going to be bullshit sat at a desk (laughs) pressing buttons pressing buttons and it's going to be shit um it'll be words when it'll say uh flight 10 landed flight 12 landed flight 15 to la leaving Mm. so yeah if you want to uh if you want to pretend you're an air traffic controller and you don't want to do it in a fun way on an ipad you can do it in a really shit way for eight quid on a PC. Um, get on that one. I'm it's sure you'll love it. It's cheaper than an iPad, though, to be fair, isn't it? Well, exactly. And Yeah, I'm sure Steve will probably enjoy it. He buys all these simulator games. He loves them. I'm surprised they never come up in your what you've been playing. I um I don't buy them for the game. I'm actually building stuff out of cases. And oh, that's just the most cost-effective way to do it. Interesting. Um, so the news this week, boys and girls... Um, and I guess the biggest news of the week is that Sony have bought Gaikai. Is that how you say it? Gaikai, I think it is. I'm going with that. For $380 million. These are the online gaming streaming people who are the big competition of OnLive. Um, so cloud gaming. Um, I guess it's to be, as they haven't made any announcement what they're doing with it yet, I assume this is going to be integral to the PlayStation 4. And certainly with what they're doing with PlayStation Plus... Um, suggests they really are pushing the whole online wonderfulness um, that they seem to have established lately. And the idea of uh, of cloud gaming being built into the next generation of PlayStation, it's quite exciting because OnLive's quite good. 
Mm. I, the one thing that worries me a little bit is on live always looks slightly washed out to me ever so slightly like you you weren't getting the obviously you weren't getting the full graphics because it's being sent mm. over the internet and I don't know whether that's any better now you've got it BT Infinity I haven't checked um, but that's know, how good on live is yeah. I've not tried it for five months <laughs> but um, when we were playing it on your old sort of two two megabit three megabit broadband um, that was that it, it worked and you could play the game and the games were good but they were games you could get anywhere anyway on other consoles mm. but it looked slightly washed out and I think it would need to move on a step I'd, I'd be if I had a PlayStation 4 I'd want the games to look beautiful it's part of the game for me now I think. what I would love to see happen with this is for them to throw it in as part of PlayStation Plus and just stick their whole back catalogue on it and just say right PlayStation Plus it's not £40 a year anymore it's now 15 quid a month or whatever £10 a month but you get Every like every available back catalogue game for the entire for PS1 all the way through PS3, um, you can play it on cloud gaming whenever you want. You can do it on your Vita as well. It'd be bloody amazing. I'd be all over that. That would keep me with my playing Final Fantasy VII once a year thing that I've not failed on yet since the first time I played it. Indeed, it would. <laughs> Talking of uh, PlayStation Plus, um, we mentioned it before, Virtua Fighter 5 has been pulled from PlayStation Plus, replaced by Deus Ex Human Revolution, which I've already played and thought it was shit, so, eh, not that interested in that, but if you like sneaking around and twatting people in the back of the head, get involved in Deus Ex. <laughs> Says the guy who snuck up behind me and went to twat me in the back of the head, <laughs> thought better of it at the last minute. That's exactly what you like doing. <laughs> I like doing it in real life. I don't want to do it in a bloody video game. And I wasn't going to twat you in the back of the head because we're now recording in our new state-of-the-art studio, um, formerly known as My Garage. Um, I was just walking through the utility room, uh, coming in here, and in the doorway, um, I I picked up a football and thought, no, it's a football. There's Steve's football-shaped head facing away from me towards the garage door. And I was—I had the ball in my hand. I'm getting closer and closer to him. I'm lining up this throw. Uh, as my arm is going through to throw the ball, I just veered it away from his head and threw it into the garage door. And it really it made that if that would hurt your head, if that would hurt your head. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to hurt you. Wow. I've had enough of you. I don't really know why you're in my garage. You took me here. I did. Um... What else have we got here? The $99 Android Ouya. Is that what we're saying it? Console? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, this looks quite interesting because basically it's a cheapo console. The idea being you can self-publish games on it. It comes with the dev kit included. Um, so you could finally release Megastan. Um, <laughs> and if it can avoid being something that's just abused to hell by pirates. Isn't uh, that what it's for? It says on it, hack it. Just hack Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't understand the point of advertising as a hackable console. You can hack the console, but I don't think it's with the intention of uh, playing pirated games on it. It will be. I mean, they'll say, oh, God, no, that's not true. How dare you accuse us that? And I'm not accusing them of anything. But um, you don't build a no-limit hardware and then go, don't don't pirate on it and expect people not mm. to pirate on it. I mean, they'll have to be wary of that. They'll have to watch it. And it depends how far, how responsible they are, I suppose. It, no no one can really hold them responsible if it happens to fall into people's hands. And I don't know. I think that'll be where it sells a lot, wouldn't it? I just think it's quite an interesting idea. With all, there's, some quite, there's, there's a lot of good indie games out there at the moment, both on Steam and on the... Uh, on Xbox Live and you you got the bits bits and pieces on iOS as well. 
it just gives gives them somewhere to go that should be relatively cheap to do. You pay out your hundred dollars up front. You've got your dev kit. You can publish your games within that as well. It's a cheap people. way. It's a cheap way to get your indie games out there. Yeah. And then obviously, if they get picked up and they're any good, you can then push on to stuff like Xbox Live indie games. Hopefully, this is the kind of thing that will uh, encourage like a generation of people to suddenly start programming more or something like that. I mean, they keep trying to say with the Raspberry Pi, oh, everyone will be able to program with this. They'll all learn it because they'll all want one. And knowing you can buy this to play games on, but also at the same time, if you want, you can start programming with it. That sounds mm. fun. Hopefully it will come. I mean, it comes with a development kit, but hopefully it comes with a lot of how to program books and shit, because I, mean, I still, if that's a picture of it, that cube with, it just looks like a, it's only we- it's only a few weeks old though this concept. I doubt they've got doubt they've got anything designed for it. Yeah, I, I saw that same article and I think they said that they've asked some guy who designed something else to come in and design it. Yeah. I think that's just a box. Mm. Yeah, it just looks like a cube that they've shaved the edges off at the bottom. But interesting little idea. Quite like the sound of it. Mm. Um, this one I don't like the sound of. This makes me feel a little bit ill. And if Aidy was here, we'd be having like we'd have to set aside twenty minutes for a rant on this. Mm. Battlefield Free Premium. That we said no one should do um, because it was a rip-off and was terrific and was everything that was wrong with gaming. 800,000 subscribers in the first two weeks. Um, so that's 800,000 people have gone out and spent another 40 quid on top of the 40 quid they already spent to buy, buy the game. Firstly, people are mental. But um, secondly, there was news earlier that EU law might be preventing that kind of thing from happening. Because, I mean, it's, it's it's a bit vague at the moment. It's only fresh news that was mm. out today. But it's kind of saying that it might now be illegal for them to start, once you buy a game, that it might be illegal for them to start charging you for other bits or using bits and licenses and whatnot. So you can't play Battlefield Online now, can you? Even though you paid for that, you can't pay it unless you pay another £40. Is that right? No, that's not true. Um, All right. Battlefield Premium gives you access to extra stuff, but I ah. could st- we could still go and play it. <coughs> I think you misunderstood that. No, and just... I haven't touched it since because I thought I'd have to pay to play No, it. this is this is along the basis of the Call of Duty Elite ah, where right. you get extra maps, extra stuff, um, and it's just a way to basically pay for DLC that's out at some point over the next year but probably hasn't even been made yet. Oh, um, that's so it's less like than I thought, but still encouraging them mm. i mean i thought i would have a rant because he couldn't I, I have genuinely thought i couldn't play online with that game now i mean i know i could play on other people's servers if they've paid for one but i understood that i needed to pay stuff to do it just casually isn't that just the same as your season pass though yeah but it's an expensive season pass isn't it yeah. 40 quid it's, it's yeah. a, my gears of war free season pass was 20 quid this is aimed at people and actually who save me money. The only games they buy. Well, it depends on how much they put out, though, doesn't it? Because I know on Battlefield Bad Company 2, they put out quite a lot of stuff. There's that whole Vietnam update and and all of that. I don't know. They, they'd have to put out a lot to justify it. But as a, as a concept, I mean, I don't know. I personally don't have a big issue with um, companies putting out additional content for additional price. I mean, it's... You know, it's just the way it is. That you you got forty quid's worth of content in the in the in the original game, I think, and it, you know it, it's an optional extra as long as Steve says you don't need to buy it to play. But then it, I guess the real problem it falls down is if EA and Dice aren't providing any servers anymore, and the people who are that into playing Battlefield Three are likely to be play, paying for these servers and will have Battlefield 3 Premium, is that you're not going to have the content to get on the servers. So that's the real issue, is the 
the no developer and publisher um, sponsored servers. Plus, it's an incredibly expensive game to be properly into because you've got it's. If you want a um, buy the game forty quid, buy premium another forty quid, buy a ninety day server fifty quid. So Is if it you that much, for yeah, fifty quid for a ninety day server. I didn't realise it was that expensive. Um, so that you a- know, if you want to be playing this for all year on your own server with premium you're looking at shelling out a couple of hundred quid just for this one game yeah, and yeah. it's a great game but it's not that good they must have i mean how, what was it do you know the costs anyway i suppose you we ain't gonna know the costs off the top of our heads but uh it must have been expensive to make then and they're just trying to recoup it, no it's it? just massively successful so they yeah. just they've seen how much money um activision have made off of call of duty and thinking right well let's do the same with battlefield uh, you know if you want to, if you're that into it, I suppose it's no different from shelling out for your World of Warcraft subscription, at whatever is, it is a month. Eight ninety nine. If I was, I mean, I, like I've said before, how massively into Mass Effect I'm at the moment, and I, I do think if they said to me suddenly, give us another forty quid and we'll give you all of this extra like masses of stuff, I probably would consider it. So I'm, I'm, I'm standing there saying they're mad, but I'm really. I'm probably as into this at the moment as they are into that sort of game. Um, if they'd have said to me Final Fantasy VII will add a new DLC into it for 40 quid, I'd have spent it. So, yeah, I'm getting on my high horse about it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's, they're not forcing anyone, are they? It's still it's still annoying to see that it's going down that route and they're just... It's, it's, it's annoying for me as a very, very casual gamer who really enjoyed Battlefield 3 that I've been priced out of playing it because... I'm not going to spend a hundred and whatever quid for a game that I've maybe played for 30 or 40 hours and really enjoyed, but I'm not going to get 200 pounds or a hundred pounds worth of gameplay out of it. Hmm. So well, just, I can't justify the cost. Can we play it online at all now? Without We can play, we can only play on someone else's server. There are no EA servers so one anymore. Someone else is paying for. Some, yeah, one somebody is paid for. Um, people, I mean, people can make them public, so we can just go yeah. on there and find a game. But those games are controlled by someone. Who can somebody somewhere is paying ninety pound a month. Of, no, of, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I've got the full prices pounds, here. Yeah. It's um, ninety day server is forty seven ninety nine. Thirty days is twenty quid. So yeah, if you want a server up all year, it's two hundred quid. For years with a server. You need to be like a community where everyone's pitching in a quid out of 200 people or something, don't you? Which just mm. seems... still seems... I wouldn't want that many people doing that. You know, I wouldn't want to say to people, let's all pitch in this. It doesn't seem worth it when there's other games you could play. You're still exactly. just shooting. I'd stuff. rather play Gears of War. Yeah. You just, you're still shooting stuff, aren't you? So Exactly. The trouble is, you give what you... Whoever buys this server, I mean, they, they, they turn into little tyrants. I know from personal experience with Minecraft servers... You, some, someone runs their own server, and all of a sudden it's like you're banned, you're banned, you're banned, you're banned, you're banned. You know, it's it's a bleeding nightmare. And uh, yeah, you, you give the power to these kids that buy this stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you could join a you could join a server, just going on to have a casual, fun game, and all of a sudden you got a load of shit in your ear about. You're not allowed to use this weapon. You know, you, you've got the wrong clan oh, tag. I used to hate that. I used to play yeah. uh, Red Alert, and if I'd built an aircraft carrier, someone go, oh, you can't build them. And I'm like, it's fucking uni in the game. I'm not <laughs> cheating. I'm just building a frigging aircraft carrier. You know, and they'd say, oh, you're not playing with us, and they'd leave. And you'd think, oh, it's, it's stupid, isn't it? People are mad. Talking to people who are mad, actually, no, this isn't that at all. It's quite good, not quite a look of it. Xbox Music 
coming out um, later this year. Um, subscription music service, similar to the way Spotify works. It's supposed to be Xbox's big iTunes rival. Um, I quite like the look of it, um, because if you've got an Xbox and you've got a Windows phone and you've got um, you know your Windows PC, it works across all of them. Um, subscription music, same way as Spotify. Um, I mean, it, I, I probably wouldn't use it myself because I already have Spotify. I've got it on my iPhone, my iPad, I've, so I can use it in the car. I've got it on my PC. So it would have to be pretty bloody amazing or really cheap for me to move over from Spotify. Um, but certainly if you're uh, if you're the kind of loser who's got a Windows phone and an Xbox, <laughs> um, um, get on this. It looks good. It'd need to have an app, surely, on like Android and iOS. I imagine um, so. Because that would tempt me. If it was cheaper than Spotify, and I mean, if it had like the Beatles on it, I, 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 it annoys me that Spotify doesn't have the Beatles on it. Doesn't have Metallica on. I'm not sure if it has Ramstein on. You <laughs> can add them yourself. Yeah, but that means putting a CD in a computer and ripping it all onto it. Mm. You and then they're not they're not <laughs> synced all over my stuff, are they? Auto syncs. I've got the Beatles on my Spotify on my phone because with the music that you add to your Spotify on your PC, when you then add playlists to your phone, as long as you're on the same network, it syncs the it puts sticks that music what? in the iTunes on your phone and then the Spotify on your phone accesses the iTunes on your phone and you you've can, got them on iTunes, have you? Because I've just I've no, I've got them. Put the CDs on there yeah. um, and it puts it into your sorry not iTunes iTunes, your iPod app uh, on the phone, and it then Spotify then accesses mine that. Mine doesn't sync that. I've been well. You're doing oh, it wrong, you moron. I am doing it wrong all this time. I've had <laughs> Spotify Premium for ages, and that's been my one bugbear that my Beatles playlist that's on my computer isn't on my phone. And you can add it. It's sir. always annoyed me because my daughter loves Yellow Submarine, and I've had to get some stupid cover version of Spotify that <laughs> just doesn't sound right by like a couple of notes. But yeah. If it's cheap, I might have a look. Yeah, Five or a month, Microsoft. That's what I'm looking for. I pay a tenner for Spotify. If you can sort me out on Xbox Music for a fiver and give me an iPhone app, I'll uh, I'll be your best friend. Mm. Um, Nintendo are mental, um, as usual. <laughs> um, bit of non non news from Nintendo. They're saying well, online might not always be free. All right. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> they give us some online first. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to use it. That was, oh. that was dreadful, wasn't it, on the Wii? I mean, the only time I used it was for um, Mario Kart. But fuck no. What was it, a 16-character number or something yeah. like that? Unbelievable. How, I mean, that and this, remember, this came out after the Xbox 360. It did indeed. And Crazy. It ridiculous. And, but at least on the new one, I can draw cocks on, TV, on Steve's TV screen. <laughs> yeah, but then some poor man in Japan has to look at it, read it through, scan it, and go, oh, no. And no. no, it's all automated. They haven't got a call. <laughs> I remember listening to this, thinking, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> They've well, got like, a big call centre of people looking at all these millions <laughs> Well, why is there a 30 minute delay then answer me that because computer because because it's like anything a load of shit goes in and it takes a while to get through it I and mean, everything needs to be processed and believe and you know um optical uh cock recognition optical analysis cock recognition is 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 pretty intensive it's, well they um, should do their own work then shouldn't they <laughs> homework um, you know just, just put a bit of effort in make it work quicker with... <laughs> or get people to look at it. <laughs> look, the amount of cock pictures I'm going to be sending your way. No, you couldn't just have one man looking at just my cock pictures alone. Um, Microsoft and Nintendo had a bit of a squabble this week. Uh, Nintendo have said, we're you. It's going to be pretty. Microsoft has said, yeah, it's going to be about as good as a 360. 
graphics wise. <laughs> Didn't look um, that pretty on that Pikmin thing I looked at. No. Um, so yeah, it's stuff we already know, but it's just amusing when the companies start getting a little bit squabbly about it. It always makes me chuckle. Um, John, you've got Minecraft stuff that I haven't read, so tell me all about it because I don't know what it is. Well, this was just an this was an interesting story, continuing the theme of um, just uh, people being little shits on the internet, which um, we touched on a minute ago. But me and Steve were talking about um, offline. Um, so there was this new story. A new story came out of um, basically some some kid had a Minecraft server, a PC on the PC, and uh, he, you know, being the little tyrant or the little overall lord that he is, he decided to ban someone that was playing on the server. Somehow, this kid, the, the person he banned, managed to w- work out where this guy lived, or obviously knew him in real life, and phoned up uh, the US police on 911 and said. Um, this guy had um, shot his own daughter because um, she got pregnant. So 30 minutes later, the SWAT teams turn up and um, march them all out of the house at gunpoint. Mental, just because he got banned off a Minecraft server. Oh, man, it's just, it's just and now crazy. Now Aidy's in jail. <laughs> That's where Aidy is. <laughs> yeah, <it could> be. <laughs> there we it's just crazy. I mean, I, I've got quite a lot of experience with the PC Minecraft community and it's it's shocking. I, a lot of people might not know this, but um, I used to host run a uh, Minecraft hosting service, um, and I did that for a year, and it was going all right. But just the effort and the bullshit they had to deal with with twelve year olds as customers, and just oh, this has happened. I was just forever getting emails from people. I've been banned from this server. Can you sort it out? No, it's fuck all to do with me. I'm just, I'm a businessman trying to provide a service. Fuck off. Hmm. It, it drove me to despair. And just having to deal with the arguments. Oh, you know, these two auditors bought a server off me and they fell out over something. Oh, I want half my money back. Those are the good ones that actually asked for half their money back. The other, the flip side of it is the people that then put in a PayPal dispute. You know, and PayPal just take your money. One little shit decided to get his dad, uh, or either ordered a server off me, and I provided him for a month, and he said I need to cancel. Next thing I know, I've got a dispute from the credit card company against me, saying that it's a fraudulent transaction. <laughs> uh, they just, and I didn't get that money back. The bloody um, credit card people sided with with the guy. It's just, it's just mental. That that whole community on the PC probably because it's populated by 12-year-olds, is an absolute nightmare. And, I mean, that just takes the biscuit. Calling, night, phoning 911 and getting the SWAT team round just because you got knocked off a Minecraft server. Mental. Uh, now I know it's that easy over there, though. If I ever go to Africa, <laughs> I'm just going to be calling them all the time. Well, apparently, because the, the guy that called it in was in Canada, they don't think they can prosecute him. <laughs> I'm going to start doing it. Yeah, do it from here, right? Yeah, exactly. It'd be awesome. They'll extradite you in a second, though. Um, Watchdogs, silly bears. Um, they had a promotion where they did ask people for their email addresses to get further information on something or other. They cancelled the promotion, so emailed out everyone saying, "Actually, this isn't happening anymore." Um, but instead of using blind carbon copy, stuck it in the ordinary one, so everyone who got the email got everyone else's email addresses. There are rumours that this might just be a publicity stunt, they might be made up email addresses, it only affected some of the people who are registered, but basically the game that's all about conspiracy and the flow of information and all that nonsense that we saw at E3 has just handed out a load of email addresses to their potential customers. 
Um, which is a bit silly, isn't if it? If anyone got the email, though, and I have like hundreds of thousands of gamers' email addresses, just wang them all a quick email telling them that we exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One little email by you, we could be famous by the end of the week. Exactly. That's uh, that's pretty much the only reason we brought that story up. Um, right, we've got a couple of um, rumours and bits and pieces. Um, I, Apple are a bit odd. Um, they've got a pocket-sized iPad coming in autumn, apparently it's rumoured. Isn't it called um, an iPhone? I'm iPod. pretty sure it used to be called an iPod, yeah. an iPod Touch. Um, but I f- think this is going to be in between the size of the iPod Touch and the iPad, so like seven or eight inches, which I can't imagine why anyone would want that. Do you think some moron has like, taken a quick look at some secret document and they've misread iPod? iPod? And seen a picture of an iPod and just thought, oh, it's a mini iPad, and that's all it is. Or they've just seen it from a distance and thought, oh, it looks a bit smaller. See, I can't fit another seven or eight inches into my pocket. I mean, there's just not enough room. It's a joke, that. Sorry, forget that. <laughs> no, we're happy with that. We're, uh, I'm, uh, it's, uh, you're weird. Right to cut out that it's a joke bit. And then... No, I'm not. Yeah, cut, anyway. cut that carefully. No, no, leaving it in. Leave the joke. Oh, I meant his explanation. Can you add some laughter then? No, I might take the joke out, but leave the explanation in. That will amuse me even more. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't want an eight inch iPad. I'm happy with my ten inch one. In fact, what I'd like is an eleven inch one because I mainly use mine for reading comment comics, and um, it's just slightly smaller than a normal comic book page. So I just want it slightly bigger so that they're actually the proper size. Yeah, on I there. never understand the fascination with smaller, smaller, smaller. I want stuff, to want technology to be bigger before you make any. Comments. Jokes. Um, I'm, I'm used to bigger things. I'm gonna have to mute myself. Sorry, I'm used not. to bigger. Oh bloody hell, sheepdog! What um, are you saying? No, I, I tried to turn the cock joke around before it happened there. But no, I just I'd, I'd, want, I'd want one that big, an iPad that big. That's good for radio because no one no, knows. I'm what you're... to you, the size you're of... on a fucking podcast. Yeah, but my laptop screen. Um, I'd like an iPad that big. Well, I don't. What happened there? Um, we, we have had some technical issues, boys and girls. Um, it was actually all to do with the cock jokes. There's apparently only so many cock jokes you can do per minute on Skype. We exceeded the limit. Um, the There's a call centre in Skype HQ that filtered it. Really <laughs> listening, just was like, oh, drop that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we've we've done all the cock jokes we can get out of the iPad story anyway. Um, Left for Dead. Two has some DLC coming on the 24th of July. Um, it's the Coldstream DLC. It includes all four of the um, maps from the original Left 4 Dead, possibly with some slight tweaks to them, and a whole new campaign um, called Coldstream. We don't know a price yet, but it's wow, awesome. I'm all over that. When I read that, I got a, <laughs> I got a massive tinge of guilt that uh, Black Proton off the forum had just sent me his copy of that because he was bored of it. Send it to him. <laughs> if he wants it back, sell it yeah. to him for a reasonable price. I feel really bad. But, um, but no, I'm, uh, I can't wait for that. I, um, if I had a job, I'd book the 24th of July off work. <laughs> <laughs> As it is, I'll be all right. Um, how, um, how crap are your PCs? Because I was looking at Left 4 Dead 2 mods this week on the PC, and I know you're not a big PC fan, Kev. We keep going over this. But I was looking at some of the mods, and there's this incredible-looking Minecraft mod for Left 4 Dead 2, and it's basically... Left for Dead, but um, completely skinned for Minecraft. It just looked, it just looked incredible. Um, my uh, my issue isn't necessarily the crappy PC because it went through the odd upgrade here and there last year so that I could play forty tables of poker on it at the same time mm-hmm. with my dual monitors and my TV plugged into it and all sorts. So it's a decent PC. I just can't 
I know you can't, can't sit there. I just can't be doing with it. I, I can't control it on a keyboard and mouse Get either. Uh, I can't be asked. Then stick your PC next to your telly, and it's just the console. Then that's what I keep trying to tell you. Just move your. I PC might actually next bring my telly. second telly up into the bedroom where my PC is, and just okay. stick that in the centre. We'll but, do that then. We'll we'll yeah. sort out some Left 4 Dead 2 on the PC. I'll sort that out. We'll have some Minecraft-based Left 4 Dead 2. I might be tempted to do that at some point. You've just made me realise, John, <laughs> that all this time I could have been playing PC games through my telly, and I've not been doing it. What's wrong with you me? You do out. You do what? You what? Yeah, your PC is plugged into your telly. Yeah. You've got a HDMI cable. It's about a thousand miles on. Yep. You're an idiot. I'm a massive idiot. Um, talking of massive idiots, we've got a new no game argue. for you. Um, Total War Rome Two. It's coming out in 2013. I don't care. Total War, um, the first one, medieval Total War I played actually, so not Rome. Um, was awesome, I thought. Well, it's all right. I mean, I was very bad at it. Very bad at it. Um, always played as England. I don't really know why. Um, and always got dicked over by France. So yeah, I probably won't play this. But these games are good. I can see why they're nah. more. Yeah. They're epic. Um, and. Finally, on the news this week, my two favourite things in the whole world look like they're being combined. Um, Final Fantasy VII is going to be available on PC. It's already available on PC. It has been available on PC for bloody ages since it came out. Um, it's just that, that Steam are releasing it as one of their current things. I don't really know why they're making such a big deal out of it. Um, all they've done is dumbed it down massively so that moronic people can skip any kind of effort and just walk through the story without leveling up which kind of steals hmm. a lot of character from the interesting. game interesting and added cloud saves to it which it, it doesn't make a difference really does it if you saved you could just tell your computer to save to dropbox and then it's always saved in a cloud so it's not really an effort and not really an improvement and um thing of find using Dropbox as a solution for, for cloud stuff is worth at least an extra 10% on any university assignment. Kev so. managed to get me and him, well, himself, first of all. We were doing assignments for uni, and the lecturer told him it was impossible for him to get it to sync over a network, and Kev just replaced the address for where his thing was saving from his hard drive to his Dropbox. Basically, all the software did was update something in a database, so I just stuck the database in Dropbox and could run the software on as many machines as I wanted. So when he told all... the lecturer that, his grade went from 72 to 82, and then <laughs> I was trying to get my grade up by doing loads of effort, and the lecturer was like, just do the same as Kev. So uh, yeah, I graded up 10% yeah. just by doing that. So Dropbox anyway, is awesome. Um, and yeah, they're adding in in-game achievements, and it's kind of like so what again I mean that's alright if you're playing it through you want to get some kind of recognition that you've done stuff there are a couple of things in there that would be considered achievements like killing the Midgazolum which is a giant basically a thrasher more um, thing like a giant snake living in a swamp but um, this character booster thing sounds awful you're basically paying for XP I don't know if it's real money or in game money um, but Part of what's good about Final Fantasy, well, not good about it, part of just the thing that you liked, I liked doing about it was just wandering around, levelling up, because you, you collect moves and stuff. There's like a enemy skill thing that you, you have to fight certain things to get their moves. And it's, it, it just takes a lot of the... That's a game that should be taking you 80 hours, but this little thing here will probably make that game only last sort of 30 hours. I mean, 80 that's, hours? It's good for some people, maybe. but If they could find a version of it that would take about 20 minutes and give me the gist of it, I'll have that one, To please. be fair, you could probably get through that. I mean, you know I said to you the other week, 
biggest game achievement was when I got through that game in something like 25 hours, 20 hours. Bearing in mind, it's me who, who looks at every single nook and cranny of it, but I got through that game in like 20, 25 hours, something like that, and um, got the gist of the story. And my me and my mates played that one weekend. Um, I fell asleep after about a day, but my mates my mates started that Friday midday and finished it Saturday evening without stopping, and another mate carried on through to Sunday without stopping. Uh, Am I the only person in the world that would prefer games to be eight hours long? No, oh, I'm totally with you there. Absolutely, I'm with you. All of them, even even like Skyrim. Wow, yeah. right, maybe I, I just want to get. Th- I want to do it, and I want to get through it. Yeah, and if they're so. too long, I end up with twenty five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever of them on the go, this and actually, none of them get finished. This actually has a story, though. A lot. I know what you mean. A lot of games don't have a story. Yeah, but you could get through... I can't imagine a story that needs longer than eight hours to get through. I can. Most stories, I mean... What, films that are usually under two hours? That's that's enough story for me. These are probably big, long stories. Nah. Well, do it as multiple games then. Just make each of them less than ten hours. Because they've they've always said they wanted to make a film of this game, and um, it's not possible. I I think they'd need to make a TV series out of it. If they were going to make this into an an acting thing, they'd need to do it for a series, because they couldn't fit into a film. Um, I don't know. I just... I, I get what you mean with some games. I do sometimes think... I mean, a bit, when I was playing L.A. Noir, I kind of wanted that to just be over. I, w- I wish that had sped up. Yeah, I mean, I, I find myself wishing games finished. Like, Bioshock, I thought, just went on just a little bit too long. I know it's a big favourite, and I enjoyed it an awful lot, but it, you know, it just went on a bit long. I don't have a huge amount of time. I'd, I'd happily pay less and have half the half the content, as long as I can get through in eight, ten hours. I... I generally expect more for my money if you're going I expect it to be longer I expect to have the option to play it to death over months or whatever or to just rush through it and I think this this game has got a good balance with that you, as I said my game, my mates played this in a day they played it basically over well, a day and a half whereas I obviously I tried to do a perfect game on it where I got every single weapon every single move every single magic every killed everything that you could kill and i tried to do it perfectly and i I got a good solid 80 hours into that my mate tried to do that and his game corrupted at 90 hours and he hadn't finished it and he was heartbroken but i I kind of got fed up after i'd reached about 85 hours and stopped So this week's Q&A then, and yet again we've had loads and loads of questions in. Um, please keep them coming in, they are super awesome and we do get around to them all eventually. And um, We've got some, I think this is the last couple from before the first week we did the Q&A that we're getting through this week. Um, so it shows we have got a nice little backlog, backlog there, but please keep them coming in so we've always got plenty to do. First one coming up from Gary, um, as he wanted to ask which game has disappointed us most and why. For him, it was Sonic Spinball on the Mega Drive. It was a big Sonic fan, wanted it for months and months. When it finally came as a birthday present, it turned out it was just some crappy pinball game with Sonic as the ball. He literally almost cried. Gary, I'm not impressed. Sonic Spinball was a quality game, a brilliant game. I loved that game. I spent hours playing that. And, um, yeah, I'm shocked. That he didn't like that. Steve's actually crying. I've now. actually sat up 
I'm sat up straight. <laughs> I lent into the microphone to give you a rollick in there because that is a good game. Um, certainly not the poorest Sonic game out there. What has what game has disappointed you the most, cheap dog? I, I don't know if I mentioned this on an older podcast, but um, I when Red Alert Three came out, I I remember pre-ordering it saying to my wife or oh, you're not going to see me for weeks like this is the year we, we basically moved to buy mum and dad's for a year while we were saving for our wedding because we realized rent was a waste of money <laughs> just yeah so we were staying there and i said oh you're not going to see me for a good month two months i'm just going to be playing that round the clock i was all excited came home from work it had come through the post i installed it i told everyone to leave the room leave me alone no i'm playing this on my own i just want you know the whole evening i'll, I'll see you tomorrow morning i'm just gonna play this all night i loaded it up played the first couple of missions, took the disc out and just launched the whole case at the wall and it just exploded in the pieces. <laughs> My wife comes running out, what happened? I was like, it's a load of shit! <laughs> I just stormed off upstairs in a hissy fit. And that wasn't, that was like three years ago, so it wasn't even that long ago. Um, and that, that, I've never been so gutted with a game. I did, the disc luckily didn't break and I did play it through. And it is a shit game, a very shit game. And it's much shorter than it should have been. And EA have basically gutted that and ruined it. And I was expecting it to be really high quality because uh, the other series that they do on that sort of genre is obviously Command & Conquer, the Tiberium Wars games. And um, Command & Conquer 3, Tiberium Wars, was a really cool, solid game, really good graphics, really good units, really clever, really good story, really amazing game, which made my hope so sky-high for Red Alert 3. I expected it to be the best real-time strategy game I'd ever see. I was expecting it to be the highest quality game going, and it was just flaming shit, a <laughs> steaming pile of turd. And then um, Command & Conquer 4 came out, and I brought that, and then somebody told me about it, and I just put it straight back on... Um, amazon and i've never played that i sold it in its wrapping <laughs> about two months after i got it um because ea have just murdered that series and i'm never touching it again because i was that guy with it nice good question john how about you just racking my brain here um there's a, there's a few things when i bought the playstation 3 um the best deal i could find was one with resistance and um jane blesser um i, I really fancied motorstorm and bless it, Jane said, um, "Yeah, I'll buy you. Mo- I'll buy you a motorstorm with it." So I got that and played it for about an hour, half an hour, an hour. So that was a big disappointment because that was supposed to be the nuts, and it turned out to be a load of bollocks. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I- I'm not really one for, you know, really looking forward to things. I do, I do um, pre-order stuff, but. Um, hmm. I'm not really looking forward to them because there's so much other stuff. I guess one thing that turned out really to be proper rubbish, I thought, was um, was it Quake 3 Team Arena or Quake 4 Team Arena? It was uh, we'd all we'd all been playing lots of deathmatch online with Quake 2, and I spent hours and hours and hours on that. And um, Team Arena or whatever it was came out, and it was just it was soulless because single player deathmatch is not interesting you'd need to be playing other people and i know that there was an option to play other people um but um that just it just didn't cut it and the rest of the game the single player element of it was just i just thought it was rubbish it just was dull Mm. so that got that honestly got about half an hour i would imagine nice that was a bit disappointing for me um uncharted golden abyss 
I bought my Vita to play that game. I oh, got yeah. I got to Uncharted really late. Um, I didn't start playing any of them until it was probably around November time last year. Played the three of them back to back. Loved them all. Um, as you all heard me raving about on the podcast, I think two and three I played since the podcast started. Absolutely loved them. Enjoyed them so much. I pre-ordered a Vita with Golden <laughs> Abyss purely because I thought I've got to play the new Uncharted game. I just have to got it and it was just gimmicky bullshit as i've ranted about many times before don't need to go into it anymore um i actually sold it last week having got about halfway through it and just it's too gimmicky just can't be doing with it so don't tell me that (laughs) you you got it sat there ready to play i've got it sat there ready to go on holiday with i did play i did play the first half an hour and yeah i did a few of the, the 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 stone rubbings or whatever i put i didn't feel that it detracted too much from the game to be honest what you'll be fine then (laughs) <laughs> what I did find was that the controls were clunky. They're, it was difficult to shoot people. I had to piss around with my um, sensitivity, and I got it to something that was that it was usable. But maybe it was just because I it was the first game I tried on the Vita for half an hour, and you know it takes a while to get used to a different control mechanism. But yeah, initially I was thinking, oh, this is a bit crap. But um, you know, I'll persist with it and get sun cream all over it. Awesome. Um, next question is from Reese, aka Mr. Chili Beer, who uh, promises he's not just going to rant like a lunatic at us this time, which was what his last question descended into. Um, so his question is, given that we all have partners, how do we fit gaming in? Um, he tries to integrate gaming into his family life with the kids, but when it comes to, when it comes to his other half, it can be difficult to get him interested. So what do we do, or are we fortunate enough to have gaming partners? Um, <laughs> yes, I am. Next, move on to you lot. <laughs> Kev's girlfriend plays the games while he watches. Yeah, she plays games more often than I do. In fact, she's been here all week and has probably played played through two games while I've just been pottering around doing housework. Hmm. Um, my wife doesn't game. Well, she does a little, little bit. And like things like the Walking Dead game, she wants to play with me. But that I would have completed that weeks ago. <laughs> I'm still like two thirds of the way through it because we barely play it. Um, I only game when she's not there or in bed. So most of the time I'm gaming after 10. Lately she's been going to bed at 8. So I've been getting an extra two hours of gaming in. That's Jesus. Her, Benefit of knocking her up, I yeah, should have being pregnant and tired all the time. Although um, I need to do more housework. It's Clean those rabbits <laughs> out, you <laughs> selfish bastard. Um it, yeah, it means I get an extra two hours gaming at the moment. Um, it's, it, it does annoy me when I'm in a game that I'm really enjoying. Like I'll, sometimes, like every Wednesday, my daughter goes to nursery, so I spend Wednesday basically just at the moment. That's just Mass Effect Day. I sit there and play it through. <laughs> so if I'm going to complete it, it'll generally be on them sorts of days. So then she comes in at like she started taking my daughter swimming every Wednesday afternoon. So they come in at like half six, and then she's been going to bed at half eight. So there's like this two hour gap where I spend with them. Whereas this week I spent civilization while they sat on the sofa, um, but yeah, generally when they're not home, I'm allowed to play, and when they're when they're there, I I try and stop, or I have something on the PC that I can just click at every now and again, and she'll say, "Oh, can you get me this? Can we do that?" Or it's been quite good. The Euros and everything have been on. She's been watching them, so I've not been as if there's nothing on the telly. I've, I'm more like family running around doing stuff. But yeah, um, I just try and balance it like that. John, um, Jane unfortunately is not a gaming partner love her to be but um she's not so um but she's um she's just great as she is uh, we, we jane's got two 15 year old girls they're twins and they're not into it either I, I fill the house with all the sorts of 
all the sort of gadgetry that I'd have loved when I was their age, but frankly, they're not interested. Um, I mean, they they love messing around their phones and stuff, but they don't they don't really play games. Jane plays a, is, is really start really enjoys playing a lot of these um, the iOS um, draw something song pop and and all of that. Oh yeah, my wife will play all of them. I think they're they're more aimed at casual, very very casual wife type people, aren't they? But wife type people. <laughs> well, who don't game is what I mean. You know, the wives who don't game will be well. Into it. I mean, I was going to say actually, my three year old loves gaming. She's well up for a bit of Street Fighter, <laughs> Angry Birds. So yeah, she knows, imagine... the, she knows the ending though. Now you've ruined it. For yeah, her. bless her. Can I uh, go on, John? No, well, I was just going to say. I mean, there are some games that we do play as a family. Um, rock Band. Um, we love a bit of rock band, and uh, Sing Star always comes out at parties. But you know, we've we've spent many happy hours um, playing rock band. You know, one of us drumming, one two of us playing guitar, and the other one singing. But um, in terms of fitting gaming in, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a difficult balance because you know I'm at the house with work from seven till seven. Jane comes, Jane's out from the house from like eight till nearly seven by the time you've had some dinner and stuff it's 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 pretty tough and um i always feel a bit guilty if i come in the in the back room and um and play games while jane's sat in the living room or or doing something else um i mean i'm lucky that i don't need to take the tv over because i've got i've got like um well in my office i've got like a, a projector and stuff like that but I'm still I'm still sat away from her. It's um, so it's a bit it's a bit tough sometimes. I mean it's it's a difficult balance. I would like to point out there are some drawbacks to the whole gaming partner thing because it's fucking expensive. Yeah. My lounge, three TVs in there because we have a TV each for playing games on, and her son has a TV as well for his PlayStation to be on. Um, all the games that are coming up later in the year, we've pre-ordered two copies of, so we can both sit and play through them. There's like two Vitas, loads of DS. It, it's bloody annoying? expensive. Won't that be spoilers? If you were playing a game and she's playing it, she'll be quicker than you by miles. Yeah. So won't you always? <laughs> well, at that point, we'll have to move one of us out into yeah. the uh, in, out into the other room so that we but can that play. That never works. Cause like, I was going to say, like John just said, he doesn't like sitting in the other room. I know. When me and my wife moved to Peterborough for the first time, I used to sit upstairs playing Football Manager or whatever on my PC, where she sat downstairs watching telly. And one day we brought a telly upstairs, and she moved upstairs. And we got a new sofa, <laughs> and then we realised that was absurd. So we moved everything down to the living room. We had two sofas in the living room, computer in there. So now everywhere we move. We've got my PC mm. and a TV in unison. Depends on the game. Like we've got two copies of Borderlands 2 ordered, which we'll just play through together. Assassin's Creed, she's already promising she's just going to ruin me on that because we've got the um, the PS3 and the Vita version both coming on the same day. I'll be out at uni or work or whatever I'm doing at that point, and um, she'll be sat there when it's delivered, and we'll already be halfway through it before I even get home. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure she's going to throw spoilers at me left, right and centre. Make sure she don't, because that's the kind of game that is the classic example of you don't really want that <laughs> game being ruined. You'll have to have a win. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's awesome most of the time, unless you've got to spend loads of bloody money on it because you have to buy everything twice. But, you know, I'd rather have that than not being able to play. So, yay, I win. Um, Robbie Rue has asked a question. Um, he asks a question every week because he's awesome and sent us hundreds. Um, our platform is dead. No. Simple answer, no, Rayman Origins, let's move on, because plat- Rayman Origins is awesome, and it's within the um, last 12 months, and it's a great, great platform game. Even if they were dying, Mario will be around forever, and that is the platform, uh, as well as Rayman, not dead at all. 
Exactly. Adam McKenzie asks, are there any games that are widely accepted as being brilliant that you think are pants? His is Red Dead Redemption. Um, I would say any Grand Theft Auto game, because they're all shit. I agree with John before he answers. John? Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to say? Um, I I wasn't happy. I didn't particularly enjoy the Grand Theft Auto things, but then maybe it just went on too long. Um, Assassin's Creed, I I couldn't get into that. I thought you were going to say Borderlands. That's why I agreed with you in advance. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't want to be a one-trick pony. I've mentioned Borderlands twice in the last two weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I've probably got my 16, 15 quid's worth out of Borderlands. I did play it for eight hours. He just doesn't want me to go on too too much further. I'm probably but, wrong um, about that anyway. But, um, yeah, Assassin's Creed, I just I didn't get it. I understand that the second one's supposed to be better, but I think I'm a bit I'm a bit jaded on that. And again, it's another 20, 30-hour game that I'm just not going to fit in. And what's the point of starting if you're not going to finish it? I can't think of any series that proper ones that have annoyed me, really. But... Oh, I'd also like to throw Final Fantasy in. You've not played it, I know, but I've played the first 10 minutes of Final Fantasy VII, played the first 10 minutes of Final Fantasy thirteen too, and both of them I just died a lot. And ugh. Seven, you'd need to play for at least a couple of hours. Yeah, I ain't going to do that. Um, JC Denton asks following on from a thread on the forum what games would you each like to be part of the gaming TV show which has viewers playing games with each other while the hosts commentate and offer tips Um, so I guess he's talking like gaming as a sport on TV with commentary he'd go for Gears of War 3 Horde mode it's a blast to play and it's always exciting so it would make for good TV I can't imagine I would ever want to watch this kind of TV show um, so I don't, I don't know that I would want any kind of game on there. Football, but actual yeah. football rather than FIFA, please. I thought you were going to say FIFA. Um, I'm not sure because kind of the same as you. I wouldn't. I was going to say it'd be some sort of real-time strategy, but I know StarCraft do that, and I've never watched that. So um, not that there's anything wrong with it. Oh, I just hit my mic. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Um, I just, I don't see myself sitting there watching it. Um, I can't think of anything else. The problem with something like Horde. Um, is that I don't really see unless there's a camera away from the way you're playing it individually, you're having to follow characters around. Um, you'd need to have it from the like the camera where you can view the whole match and actually see what's going on. And I just I can't imagine it's that much fun to watch. One thing I did play. like that somebody did, but which would negate the point of having the game, was somebody made a Red Dead video where it's. It's a film of Red Dead, but it's just them playing the game with all of the game bits cut out and just the story, but in a linear, filmy kind of way. So if... A bit like part, Red versus Blue with Halo. Yeah, part of me would say that's good, but then if you're going to watch that, you've either played the game already or you don't want to play the game, so you're mm. ruining it. So I don't know. John, is there anything you'd want to see on TV well, with well, me and Steve we... commentating? <laughs> oh, anything with you two commentating. Uh, I mean, we have this anyway, don't we? I mean, I, I watch quite a lot of Let's Play stuff on um, on YouTube when I'm sat on the bog. That's the beauty of the iPad. Um, I, I, I always keep an eye out for what the, the Yogs cast are doing, and um, I quite, quite like watching um, uh, Total Biscuit stuff. In terms of a competitive TV show, I mean, I, I believe that in Japan they always do, already do this with... Um, Things like um, Warcraft 3, which is sometimes sometimes quite interesting. Um, I think they might also do it with League of Legends. League of Legends and like that Dota 
kind of game are quite interesting to watch. And um, yeah, Dota, Dota, League of Legends, Heroes of New Earth, that kind of game, that that kind of um, MOBA type game. Okay, though. Um, that Anthony M asks, what are your favourite Sony exclusive titles? Will she you be able to hear this answer though. It's not banned from listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mine simple Uncharted, Heavy Rain, Journey, Flower. But there's loads. They've, Sony have got some good exclusives. Games made by that game company are definitely up there. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh, I loved Crash Bandicoot back Abe's in the Odyssey. day. Great game. Abe's Odyssey was a good one. That was Microsoft. Was it Microsoft? Oh, it was only on the on the PlayStation, though, wasn't it? I thought you meant PlayStation exclusive. Is my understanding of the question? Yeah. Which I thought Abe's Odyssey was, wasn't it? No, it's Microsoft. It was on the original Xbox, wasn't it? I don't think it's on. I don't know. It, it might bloody be. was. It I, I, I know it was. All right, fair enough. I'll take that back. Um, other than that, I, I like Crash Bandicoot then. Um, Uncharted for me. That's one game that did get my um, PlayStation 3 hard drive running. I, I, I skipped um, Uncharted 1, um, went straight into Uncharted 2, loved it brilliant um really 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 great game but haven't got yet got around to playing uncharted 3 i was going to say final fantasy but some of them are on the pc as well and, and obviously and no now sorts, i mean yeah. when they playstation 1 and 2 they were only on playstation so the ones that aren't on the pc and <laughs> so on johnny epton who is classic gamer on twitter um, if you could mash up any genre of game together to make one awesome new one, what would it be? His would be a portal beat em up. Go on, Steve. You look like you've got an answer on the tip of your tongue there. <laughs> no, I was thinking about this for ages the other day. And uh, there's loads of games that I'd quite like to see done in an RPG type of way. And a lot of games I'd like to see done in a real-time strategy type of way. But I can't think of any specific titles off the top of my head that would fit it. Um, now, I mean, I was always for years. I mean, I always wanted them to do a Red Alert shoot 'em up, and then they did it with Red Alert mm. Renegade, and it was awful. Um, I would like a open world Grand Theft Auto type game where you can drive cars, where you can actually drive the fucking cars. So mix <laughs> something like Forza with Grand Theft Auto, or not even Forza, like Burnout or something. Pokemon with Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Portal with anything. Yeah. Any damn yeah. thing with Portal. Portal and FIFA would be bitching. <laughs> <laughs> Portal and Tetris would be bitching. A FIFA beat em up. Call it FIFA up. And that'd be awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. There's something wrong with you, Steve. That fits. Indeed. Shall we, um, shall we try and answer a question sensibly? Because this one sounds quite good. James Whitty, who is JD70 on Twitter. Um, what will the Vita need to become an outstanding handheld slash console? Kevis Brara. That would help. Um, in the spirit of answering it sensibly. Yeah, sorry. Um, games, please. Um, a bit of a price drop for me. Um, just so that I can get on board. <laughs> and then... Yeah, more games, and I know they're bringing a back catalogue quickly. And it's not interested in that, really. I just want new, good games. There are a lot. There are a lot of older games that will look new, 
and you mm. won't have played them that will look good on the video. I tell you what it really needs, um, and this is something that will happen as it becomes as it reaches maturity. It needs to stop pushing the gimmicky shit quite so much. Yes, I know you've got a touchpad on the front and the back, and you've got the motion sensor stuff, and you've got the touchscreen. Blah 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 blah. blah. You got yeah, but every game doesn't need to use all of them. You know, they're there if they need to be used. The trouble with that, though, is if you're making a game and you've got a controller there, do you not just kind of... There's a, there'll be, you'll be specking it all out and you'll say, well, we need somewhere to put this move. I'll oh, just stick it on the back. Sometimes they are just going to say, well, yeah, use that button for that, use that button for that. When I That's I know, fine if it's a button that's a very, actually a function. I know this is a very basic example, but when I was trying to make my shitty little game for uni... When I wrote out my specs and everything for it, it felt really stupid me going, well, Y doesn't do anything, <laughs> X doesn't do anything, the back buttons don't do anything, this, you know, and I imagine a mm. proper company making games probably feels the same. If you've got sort of 15 buttons on there and six of them don't do anything, that's a bit stupid. It just Even in Mario, you've got the four buttons and two of them jump, two of them fire. Well, yeah, I suppose they could just make them jump yeah. again and again, but if they've got things more than I that. I don't mind them using the the features that the Vita has for something that's actually useful. Like in Unit 13, um, you use the touchscreen to throw grenades, um, which that's logical. There's not a spare button to do that. Mm. So, yeah, great, stick it on the touchscreen. It works, it's fine. But I don't want to have to climb up and down a rope by stroking the back of the Vita. I want to press a button to do that. Yeah. It's like when it's like with the Connect stuff in Mass Effect where you say open door to open a door rather than just yeah, pressing the A button. You know, it's adding features for the sake of adding features. And I think that's something that a lot of the early games on the Vita have been really guilty of, just throwing this stuff in just to have it in there. To be fair though, I could do with shouting Tell me where to go on Mass Effect or open the door, <laughs> I can't see it. So yeah. <laughs> That probably would help a little bit for me to connect. But yeah, give me an Uncharted game that doesn't have the gimmicky shit in, please. <laughs> or even the option to turn the gimmicky crap what off. What will you do if the, um, the uh, what's it called? We just spoke about it. And soon Anna's going to ruin it for I forgot the bloody name. What if they make that gimmicky? Assassin's Creed. Yeah. They will. It will, it will be gimmicky, horrible. Um, and it, I'll just I'll let her play it and it's, it <laughs> tell was, you how it ended. Well, no, because it yeah. syncs to the PlayStation 3 version. I'll just play through it on her PS3 account as well if I need to. I just, I ain't, I ain't sitting through gimmicky shit. Yeah, rubbing something. No, I don't see the point <laughs> in rubbing. I don't need to. I mean, oh, Uncharted, Jesus. Just the way you would rub the bloody lamp. And it would—you'd have to be a hundred percent rubbed before it revealed this oh, is a lamp. Yeah. It's already a fucking lamp, and it's got a bit of dirt on it. You can see it's a lamp. Why do I have to stroke every inch of the lamp before this man, who's supposedly this genius, can work out it's a fucking <laughs> lamp? Oh, <laughs> good lord! Don't get me started on Uncharted again, because I could just fill the whole podcast on reasons why Golden Abyss is shit. Um, <laughs> David Tripney, who is hang on, hang on, oh, hang on, hang on. I'm Go here. On, Go I on, want. Oh, sorry, I want something like Skyrim. Really? On, on the Vita, yeah, because it's something that I. Because it's a time, it's a time suck, isn't it? it? It takes a huge amount of time. Whereas, and when do you have a lot of time on holiday? I want to be able to sit there and go through Skyrim um, when I've got the free time to do it. Well. You know, civilization. While the while the missus is sunbathing or reading a book, I want to be able to sit there and go through that sort of stuff because that's the time then I then I get to do it. 
So something like that. Just take your Xbox and a plasma with you. That'll be fine. Well. <laughs> I'm sure it'll go down well. How big's your suitcase? It'll be fine. Um, yeah, David Tripney, who is D Tripney on Twitter. Um, uh, which game has disappointed you most on release, and which game would you class as a sleeper hit? The disappointment one, I think we've covered with a couple of questions earlier on, but sleeper hits. Um, for me, Uncharted was a bit like that because I just never, never played it. It just sort of. It wasn't. I know it was massively this big deal on the PlayStation itself, but it sort of crept up on me. I didn't realise that. Enslaved, which I've been playing recently, um, I would say that one just completely passed me by when it came out and was a brilliant game. Um, even possibly Bioshock to some extent, because it took me two years to get around to playing that. I don't think they mean games that snag up on us, though, do they? They mean games that people won't have heard of that you think are amazing. Yeah, but someone will have heard of them. These are the ones that weren't on my radar that I, I thought were really good. Well, everything wasn't on my radar until later. I'm, catch, I'm playing catch-up big time. Um, I can't really think of anything that's just a bit of a bit of a underdog that I feel the need to vouch for. To be honest, anything, John? I'm struggling as well, mate. Um, <laughs> bit you. Yeah, I'm struggling. Yeah, brilliant. Jump, <laughs> there you go. You've uh, you've officially uh, you've officially stumped these it. two, Mr. Tripney. Well played, sir. Um, last one for this week. We've got Cowls on Twitter um, who um, has a question. What's this one? What's your favourite game company? His is Rockstar. Uh, mine absolutely is not Rockstar. I love everything that that game company have ever touched. Mm-hmm. I just want to be them. Or Valve. Anything by either of them is guaranteed to be good. Everything they touch turns to gold. When I read that question, I thought, <laughs> the answer you said, I thought, well, that's the only answer we can really give. The podcast has kind of gone down that route now. <laughs> we are basically <laughs> just massive Valve fanboys <laughs> and that game company fanboys. Um, Sega. <laughs> Sega have put out so much shit. Well, yeah, though. they have. They're the only other one I could think of that uh, over the course of my life. I would have said Square Enix, except for the fact they've massively gone down the toilet. The reason that game company and Valve were there for me is because I can't think of anything shit that either of them have ever done. Yeah, well, this is the problem. Everyone else I can think of, like Square yeah. and Sega. John, how about you? Uh, EA. No, really? only, only messing. Because I knew I'd get the response like that. I, I mean, I... I, I Cutting you off. <laughs> I don't. I don't fully. I. I don't fully understand all the hate for EA. I mean, they're just a business. But ignoring all that, I mean, it's a difficult question to answer. But I'm looking at my list of games that I've got here in my own um, thing, and I don't know. Harmonics have done some good shit. Rock bands a great game. Ciao. I like harmonics. Yes. Well played, sir. Although they do, they are responsible for one of the bullshit dancing games, aren't they? <laughs> so I might have to, they might have to lose points for just want, making my kids dance around the living room and knock stuff over. He's lost for words. Um, no, well, yeah, I don't know what the dancing game is. Dance right? Central, I think it oh, is. Oh, Dance Central is all right. It's a great game. That's a great game, Dance Central. It oh. works. It's the only thing that actually works with Connect. That's good, but That's I mean, rock band's brilliant, isn't it? And um, you know, they were they were they were part of Guitar Hero before that, and um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a great game to drag out when when the relatives and the friends come around. Brilliant, indeed it is. Um, 
that's it for the Q&A for this week. It's been lots of wonderful questions from you again. Please keep them coming in, either by tweeting at us at MGUK Podcast or by emailing show at maturegamerpodcast.com. Um, Steve then collects them all together and puts them in an envelope, which he then puts through my door on the stroke of midnight every night so that I can peruse <laughs> them and add them to our running order for the next week's show. True. Um, or it's a system similar to that one anyway. Um, what else have we got that we need to talk about uh john wants you to play football with him yeah but like we mentioned last week i thought i'd get off my ass and actually try and organize something um that weekend where we where a certain amount of us are getting together uh 29th of september for the euro game we thought it'd be a good idea if we could um, get together some kind of uh kick about and if we had enough interest maybe uh, throw down the gauntlet to um some other podcasts so if any of you guys are listening i'm thinking of um midlife gamer i would uh, it's a name that was on the tip of my lips let's throw the challenge out now let's see if any of those guys listen midlife gamer we are officially challenging you to a football match on the weekend of your gamer expo Um, we've nearly got 11 (laughs) (laughs) me and steve are in that number we need more people because we can't if we're challenging another podcaster game of football we can't have fat people who aren't very good at football playing for us. So yeah, me and want, Steve can't be on the Kev team. I want Kevin to be managing it. I want Kevin to be the manager. I'll be the assistant. Oh, no, you need to play. Well, come on as player managers uh, yeah. at half-time or something. I, I reckon we'll get a squad together. And um, I'm, I'm thinking four o'clock-ish. Will it, be, it won't be dark by then, will it? Sometime in the afternoon on the Saturday, game of football for a couple of hours or 90 minutes. And then... Um, into London for a bit for some booze. The venue to be determined for the for the football. Um, we spoke about Reading last week. I don't know. I we only said that because I reckon I can get a pitch booked, but um, maybe London would be more sensible. Who knows? But if you're interested in playing football for the Mature Gamer Football Club, get on the forum, respond to the thread, and I'll put your name down on the squad. Anyone out there who wants to take us on, um, ever bring it bring it on. Oh, and just to let you know that talent, ability, age, physical condition are no barrier issue, no barrier. To Let's face it, me and Steve are going to be playing. I have a dislocated kneecap, a slip disc, and I'm a fat, fat man. So if I can play, you can. I'm just a goal poaching uh, goal hanger. Basically, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every we time need one I'm of you, playing. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Fox I'm, in the box. I'm fat, unfit bald um yeah i'm 38 i mean i'm just what you expect me to be but yeah if anyone doesn't if anyone wants to get involved but doesn't want to play you can come and watch you can just come and just turn away and don't watch but listen you can join in just just yeah if you want to get involved i think um anna's putting a cheerleading squad together as well so any of you female listeners out there feel free to get in touch with her on the forums and uh, we're not ruling out female listeners in the game they can actually come no they can but if they they want to be a part of the cheerleading squad instead um (laughs) i was just trying to feel free draw away from your patronizing (laughs) just in case no i'm happy to patronize (laughs) i don't care yeah um we're playing i assume this was going to be an fa sanctioned match so we wouldn't be able to have women in it if uh, we get absolutely mugged the shit off by midlife gamers and need a, so we could always do a men versus women if we've got enough women listeners or um we've got two women listeners <laughs> let's face it <laughs> basically but yeah um 
if anyone else wants to challenge us, we could just we, if if I can imagine getting a few different challenges going on, and then we play back to back games and fielding several teams. We can have a well, we can do it. We can do it across different. If if anyone wants to challenge the team, get in contact. I was going to say you two sound like you're planning to rerun the Champions League or something. <laughs> we we're, can do a we're cup. Probably, It's probably going to be a five a side match between ten fat men. <laughs> podcast cup. Unless yeah. well, officially announced the intention to have a podcast league or podcast <laughs> cup. Let's do it. There's plenty of us out there, and I'm sure plenty of them listen to this. Get answer me this up against us with all their so email people. email show at the hang on show at maturegamerpodcast dot com. Well done. You did, you did well, unlike on Twitter the other day when you managed no, to get it right. I nearly did it then. I nearly put the... the... Um, we've j- just a quick mention for the, the the league that we've got running at the moment as well, which is being run on the forum, and there are four games, I think, that are involved in that. So if you want to get involved in the league, um, it's all good fun, lots of healthy competition and banter and generally telling each other off for being awful. Um, Trials Evolution is on there, Motorstorm Apocalypse... Um, Temple Run, which is just mental. Everyone's playing Temple Run, and there's some stupid high scores on there. And on Burnout Crash, this is the one where if you want to get some league points on the board, get on Burnout Crash because there's only three of us who've played it so far. So even though I've only played it for a minute, I'm in third place in that <laughs> league, and I'm on for eight points at the moment. So, you know, if you want to earn some league points, get on Burnout Crash and get playing that. Um, wanted to thank everybody who's donated to us in the last week as well. We've still had some nice donations coming through. Um, it is massively appreciated, and it is going a long way towards the apps that we're looking to be bringing out with over the next couple of months. Uh, same goes for use of the affiliate links via Amazon and the other affiliates that we have on there as well. Thank you very much for using those. Long may it continue. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Keep the iTunes reviews coming as well. They always help, and we've had some lovely ones on there as well. In fact, one impressed Steve so much that he felt the need to spend five minutes of a Gears of War game the other night just reading one out to me even though I wasn't listening <laughs> you said you hadn't seen it and then you responded you were listening Whatever. but um, yeah keep them coming I like the long ones I sit there reading through thinking oh, I like that. You know, they've got a lot of effort there Goodness. when we reach a thousand reviews we're going to put them in a book and um, <laughs> everyone, everyone will have their iTunes username in said book um, so if you want to stick your Twitter handle at the end of your review or something as well feel free you'll then be in a actual book so there you go there's your incentive to review is get your name in a book everyone wants that um you can follow us on twitter at mguk podcast or you can follow me at lelujo i'm at rb6k i'm at uk evil homer and you can find us on facebook by searching for the mature gamer podcast mm. um which has got lots of people on there now so steve wants another 10 so that he can get to his 200 facebook fans because then he'll uh finally admit he's bald you I actually. I'd like to point out when day. we when we got to a hundred Facebook fans, yeah. there was a video of me dancing released. When we get to two hundred, Steve, you get your GCSE out and let's see you bust a move. <laughs> Steve, there will be a video of Steve dancing that I will record him dancing. And when we hit two hundred Facebook fans, it's going on there. And he's he can't get out of it because I've already done it. So he's got to dance. He's the one with the GCSE. <laughs> I was going to say, I, um, I'll admit I'm going bald. I went for a haircut the other day and bloody hell, they had a struggle trying to make sure you couldn't see the massive... <laughs> they had a struggle trying to find some hair. Yeah, Please was, cut my hair. What else? Then they get to like near the front and he was just, you could see him kind of putting it off thinking, oh, I'll cut it in a minute, I'll cut it in a minute, I'll cut it in a minute. And then he delicately went and just about managed to get it in a way that you can see I'm going bald at the front. But yeah, I, I will happily admit it's definitely receding big style. Good work. See you next week, folks. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.